And we're live. Good evening, gamers from across the entire globe. Welcome to PM and the PM. That's right. We are back after a week off. Uh, so sorry about last week. We missed you all. Uh, that was on me. Uh, this guy right here, work, uh, real life. So I had to do that. Uh, so we had to cancel and that was on me, but we missed you. Uh, last week was a light news week, uh, but this week we are back on track again. So it's great to see everybody here joining us for Pong and Mav and the PM on Thursday, July the 7th, 2022. That is right. That's where we're at. Uh, big week so far, Mav, actually. Uh, but how the hell have you been, brother? I have not been talking to you at all outside of Boom Show on Tuesday. We actually actually did an Xbox yeah. Factor podcast together, which is rare. Uh, so that was fun. <laughs> what have you been up to, man? How you been? Good, man. Just uh, getting stuff done. You know, um, we got lots of summer heat here right now. It's too fucking hot. It is too hot. I mean, it's like 105 degrees outside right now. And that's without the heat index. I, I love how all you people that hate hot weather live in hot places. And me, I love hot weather and I live in a cold place. You wouldn't that, love that, it I, if you lived here. Yes, I would. No, no. Yes. No, if, yes. I remember one summer, <laughs> one, one summer we had 40 something straight days over 100 degrees. Uh, we get over 40 straight days here of below freezing. No, I don't. I don't say I want that either. <laughs> you know, I don't want that. I mean, I want like somewhere in the middle. You know, I I understand like, OK, a couple of weeks where it's like really hot, you know, a couple of weeks, where it's really cold. You know what I mean? And then like a lot of in between. But like when you're like. 40, like we're, we're kind of in a stretch like right now, like where we're going to have a couple of weeks over 100. Right. Yeah. And yeah. when you get that consistent hot and no mm -hmm. rain, no cold. It's like, it's like 100 degrees at 8 o'clock at night, bro. You've got a beautiful pool in your freaking backyard. Like, that's like The life, water is man. fucking warm in that pool. That's amazing. <laughs> that was hot outside. <laughs> oh, my you, God. You want to get an escape from it? I you get in, it's you like so fucking, much. It's like go a, take a goddamn cold shower, would you? Jesus. Sounds nice. <laughs> it does. It's, it's so hot. It is so hot, man. You, you touch the seatbelt and burns your hands, you know, like, like this has been Texas weather brought to you by PM in the PM. It's too, it's too freaking hot, bro. <laughs> I, I, I do. Um, I, I do. I mean, like I, the last couple of years, though, it's been like more. Like lighter summers, like a lot of rain and stuff, which is really weird for here. It's not usually like that, but I think I feel like that's coming to an end. Um, I can feel it's going to be getting to normal. Texas summers again because this is a this is a brutal one so far and it's only like early July so we have like a whole nother like six weeks of this at least at least maybe two maybe three months because sometimes it goes into like mid-September late September before we get any relief well good then you could just sit and bitch and complain inside while you play video games right that's so true <laughs> I do I am yeah that's pretty much I, I complain because I don't want to go outside but it's also really extra bright too it's like oh my God. it's fucking so bright dude I, Caitlin I, how do you deal with this man Caitlin how is, do you it do is it so it is so bright dude it's insane you can't go outside and feel like you get blinded um but yeah I uh right now I wish I lived in a cold weather climate now come winter I would want to be in Texas that's the solution pong you know just have two houses a summer house and a winter house get get to it yeah get working 
Yep. Okay. Um, but aside <laughs> from about the heat, man, it's been good. Uh, just like I said, getting stuff done. I've been actually watching Game of Thrones for the first time. Um, nice. Yeah. And uh, just playing random games, dude. I've uh, been playing a lot of Diablo. Um, Diablo 3, Diablo 2 Resurrected. Um, geez, what else have I been playing? I've been, I've been playing like, I dove back into Battlefield uh, to give it a go. Are you um, serious? Infinite. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I reinstalled I it. On it. It's, dude, okay. the, the new map is pretty good. Oh, it's I'm sure it good. is. Again, we've had uh, a great time every time yeah. we play it. So it's never yeah. a problem. It's, uh, it, it, I was having a blast. You know, uh, the game is dead pretty much. And, and for the, according to EA, so, you know, I don't think it's going to get like any major long term support like we're used to with Battlefields. However, it's fun. It, it, a lot's been improved since last time, even even though like we didn't have as much issues as other people did. Yeah. Um, it feels a lot better than even it did then. So still got some issues, some little minor uh, nitpicky things, you know, that I'd like to see right. it done. But uh other than that, man, it's been it's, it's been a good time. How have you been, sir? You've been on that Naraka. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I was uh, for an entire weekend, uh, that opening weekend with uh, Steel and then uh, K-Mega, the blue one. Uh, we were rocking and rolling Naraka for almost the entire weekend. I put like, I don't know, like, like nine, ten hours in that weekend, I think. Um, but then I haven't had any time um, until this past, uh, let's see, window, Monday. Uh, July the 4th, I think I hopped on with Steel late night. I think it was Monday. I can't remember. My 4th of July weekend was a lot busier than expected. So I didn't get yeah. as much games as I thought it was going to, which was disappointing, but that happens. Um, but I did get in some more Naraka. Uh, again, as a non-Battle Royale dude, that game is fun. I still have some frustrations with it. Some of that Battle Royale stuff that gets to me, like it's just like, oh my God. But 24 Entertainment, the developers behind that, for their first time yeah. out making this game, the dedication they have to this game, all the updates they've already done to this game, uh, what they have plans with, um, obviously um, bringing uh, you know bringing the single player experience into a battle royale like this, giving you that campaign mode, and then on top of that, they are heavy on social media they've responded to steel and said they're going to bring it to their team because steel of course asked for customizing colors right uh being able to have different color palettes they're bringing it to their team um they responded to, to steel right on twitter so again i got to give them props again this is a one of those up-and-coming developers that we talked about here that steel and i've talked about in living split screen from the east from china that we just don't know where this talent's coming from. Uh, there's so many places exploding now with gaming. Uh, this is a really cool, uh, this is something This is something new that came out that kind of, again, caught me off guard because I never thought I'd be interested in it, but they've done such a great job with it. And they're so proud of their work and they want to make this the best game out there. And they're so happy to be on Xbox, on Game Pass. Like their game is getting a lot of run right now on game in, in, uh, on Xbox. So all of that, I just, I think it's really cool. Um, so yeah, I have been enjoying that. Actually got, finally got a chunk of time where I could sit down to some shadow run. Um, Cause I only played, I dabbled in it and was loving everything I saw, but I actually got a solid uh, three, four hours in, I think a block of time nice. where I actually sat down to shadow run and my God, <laughs> 
again, it's the golden age of gaming. The game's not going to be for everybody, but these are the types of games that we missed all last generation, Matt. All last generation. And yes, is the game old? Yes, it's older. Is it up to date on everything? No, but does it play pretty much like butter on the Xbox coming from PC? Yeah. It absolutely does. And again, no, no acting, no voice acting. So it's all reading, but the writing is so phenomenal. This is one of those rare games where I'm not skipping through. I'm yeah. actually reading this, everything that's going on. And it's just a great story, great characters. The strategy involved is old school, classic strategy. Like I feel like I'm back in my teens again, playing some of the great strategy games back then or playing a Final Fantasy Tactics when you're in battle. Like I honestly, like figuring out how to strategize XCOM, uh, placing your, your players, making sure that you're using the right specials, uh, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff to make sure that you're covering everybody. All that stuff is in this game. They've got Overwatch abilities, which you can uh, uh, open up. Uh, anybody who doesn't know Overwatch, you can set your character in a in cover and then have them face in a certain direction. If anybody runs into that area, they'll automatically shoot. So you got to plan that stuff out. And everything about this game, phenomenal. I can't wait to keep going in this game. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing. NBA 2K22, obviously. Right. Um, Inquisitor, Warhammer Inquisitor. I'm now level 55, 56. Nice. Been romping through that because again, that one's a quick and easy. Uh, the main missions or any of the missions are usually take me about 15, 20 minutes uh max. So they're easy to get in. And then if I gotta go, uh get out, right? So great, great game. Still loving the hell out of that game, having so much fun uh there as well. And then Last night, I got caught up in a freaking character editor because I do do that. I love creating characters. But Solasta, and I think I'm pronouncing it right, Solasta is a game that appeared in Game Pass out of the blue. No idea. We had no word. This was a PC-only game. For anybody who doesn't know, again, another CRPG math. <laughs> you and I have been clamoring for CRPGs to come back to console. And now we are just getting flooded with turn-based old school yeah. CRPGs. It's a lot of stuff for anybody who doesn't know was a group of D and D fans. Okay. They are a big group of D and D players, fans that played together. That is great idea to try to convert, you know, D and D into a game. Um, and they use fifth edition rules. And this has been done before. There's a few games out there, Pathfinder, et cetera, that do do this, right? Obviously, We've seen AAA versions of this from big teams. This is a smaller team that put this game together. And I, like I said, I haven't played the gameplay yet, uh, but I watched videos on it, but I got caught up in the character creation. You're rolling the dice map. This is back in my teenage years again. I, you're actually rolling the dice on screen. You got to decide what you want to keep, what you don't want. Reroll, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to get into this. Plus it comes with online multiplayer. Okay. It comes with cross play and they also on the PC side have a dungeon editor, which they are allowing console console players to access those created maps as well and play those maps. Now there is DLC paid for DLC that opens up some of the classes uh, like barbarian and druid is behind a paywall. Mm -hmm. Fine. Whatever. That, that was the same on PC. They're not, you know, slamming us console players just because they brought it over. Same type of DLC was on PC. They also locked the uh, half-orc race behind a paywall as well. But otherwise, you can create all your standard classes, 
from fifth edition wizard sorcerer you know fighter uh rogue they got them all in there uh i can't wait to get down and dirty with this game man this is already speaking to my old DD heart man i'm so in love with just the character creation already um so yeah that's what i've been doing man it's been uh it's been kind of crazy man yeah you and i haven't talked in a couple weeks so i know i we we came dming about that game wanting to find some time to play it i I for sure want to try the online on something like that um i'm wondering i know it's like turn-based right uh but like whenever like these D &D (laughs) crpgs you know they just like bring me back to neverwinter nights you know it was like one of my favorite games of all time and it was because of like the uh, abilities and the classes for the most part yep. with yep. that game. It had like, there's two games that stand out above the rest for me when it came to like the actual classes and the abilities and never feeling like, okay, I'm just leveling up and doing more damage or in, and and Neverwinter Nights, for example, like when I played that, I could have put in like, 200 hours into it right i could be like a super high level or whatever mm-hmm. and then i could unlock something new at that point yep. that would change the way i play the game forever yep. right yep. and then that would still happen that would still happen then you had like subclasses you had all this other stuff mm-hmm. and it just felt so rewarding because like the leveling up system even late in game had such um uh such rewarding aspects to it and that's missing from a lot of rpgs you know Correct. Um, so whenever like D and D games come out, that's like one of the first things I kind of look at. So I'm kind of curious, like what that's going to look like in this one. They um, got subclasses, baby. Do they, they got really? the li- yes, sir. <laughs> yes, about, sir. Dude. They got um, all the classic spells in there, all the classic abilities. Like, listen, bro, they got D and D nailed down. So yes, I think you will like what you see. Right on. The other game I'll have to say was not actually a D and D game or anything like that. But the other game that I feel like had one of the best leveling up systems and and uh, class systems was actually Final Fantasy Tactics. Yes. Yeah. The jobs. Um, the job the system in that was yeah. the best. Um, creating, you, you know, just getting your recruits. Uh, I, or I forget how they handled it in there. I think you got recruits and they had different random attributes and then you built them up over time and assigned. A, eventually, they got to the point where you assigned them a class and then they leveled up to it. Eventually, another higher tier of that class and stuff like that. Um that was by far one of the best too, because you could make so many different characters and they all felt um, different, different, but Unique. all par- they could all become powerful. You know what I yes. mean? Um, I, just, I freaking love games that are deep with that. And it's been missing a lot. I don't know, man, if anybody out there um, listening to this, whether live or after the fact <laughs> on audio or whatever, do you have any recommendations for RPGs with, underrated class and job systems or like abilities and skill trees and stuff like that let me know because i l- would love to put hours into something and actually rewarded late in the game for for that effort anyway all right what do we got diablo talk about? does too yeah diablo, diablo, does diablo does too for sure i um i got all the way through diablo 3 the other day um mm-hmm. and got into the paragon stuff right yep um and i feel like in diablo 3 i have another level of respect for it with the late game stuff Mm -hmm. you know um because there's new stuff you unlock and you feel like okay if i apply these different attributes and you can kind of like mess around with it and create these different builds within the same the same uh class you know what i mean so i was absolutely loving that 
blast. And then Diablo 4 is going to take it to a whole nother level, right? So yeah. uh, Diablo 4 is actually taking from Path of Exile. And I don't know if you ever dabbled in Path of Exile, Matt, but the skill tree in Path of Exile is considered one of the biggest and most intimidating skill trees you have ever seen in a game before right so and they're taking from that uh because they show that's the one that everybody was mm -hmm. freaking out about when they showed that whole yeah uh, extra enormous bro enormous that that still pales compared to path of exile yeah <laughs> so so but they are taking from that so i imagine diablo 4 is going to be right up both of our alleys in the fact that like you're talking about some games your power level all of a sudden there's nothing left to really gain at that point but when you have big skill trees like that, when you do the end game right, that's where it really starts taking off. And that's what everybody's excited about. And so I'm in the same boat with you, man. I cannot wait to get my hands on Diablo 4 um, and see what they did with that skill tree for the yeah, end game. It's going to be so, amazing. It is. Um, my God, we got a lot of beautiful people. We already got over 40 people in here uh, listening to us. Thank you all for not forgetting about us after our week off. Uh, we appreciate you all coming back in here. Uh, let's give some shout outs here real quick. Talos Ray in the house. It's Timmy is in here as always. Shizno Elite, brother. Always great to see you. Nola Riggins is in the house. Thank you, sir, for dropping in. Vic the Click, always up in here. Thank you, Vic, for showing up. Uh, Siki, uh, uh, Siki, why did you have to bring up Fall Guys, bro? Why, why, why you got to do hey, that, Hey, we've bro? been having some fun with that, too. It ain't ever going to touch my hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the 50 million people who have already played it though i'll, I'll give them i'll give them credit where yeah. credit's due all the time man I, again i may or may me. have not bought the halo stuff oh my god of course of course you did i, I, I shouldn't even Microsoft ask surprise awards come on hey yeah, it's, free. Something. it's free uh <laughs> hey uh tony grasso brother always up in here saying hi what's going on stone king x awesome member of this community thank you for showing up in here mr joanna dark long time brother we got to do a podcast together again someday sir uh i know you're busy 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 too so uh but great to see you marlesco always a pleasure thank you for dropping in farqua farqua tonight is in the house uh we'll see if he changes his name anytime else during the show andrew <laughs> cullinane awesome to see you sir you are always out here supporting everybody thank you for being up in here nick's brother one of the originals the OGs, thanks for dropping in here, sir. And of course, we've got the beautiful Caitlin, who does all of our amazing thumbnails for Mav on the Fun Speculation channel and does a million other things, including cooking amazing dinners that I will never have the opportunity to taste. But thank you, Caitlin, for everything you do behind the scenes. Um, and who else we got up in here? We got Drunken Donut. I like it. Not Dunkin' Donut, Drunken Donut. Very nice. Shout out uh, to the like Medium Ice Caramel Macchiatos. <laughs> uh, General Spartan 27. Always good to have you in here as well. Uh, and then we had uh, cal calorie. Calorie. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Like a calorie. Like a, like a, like a, you know, a calorie in a piece of food. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spelled differently, so. yes. but I still but think it's pronounced how, that way. That's how I've been pronouncing it. Yeah. Yeah. Calorie. Good to see you. It, oh, could, Lord, be Master it could be Calorie. It could be Calorie. Yeah. Yeah, we can go Calari, baby. Yeah, Calorie, let's do that one. Cal I don't know. Calorie. <laughs> Lore Master Jasper actually is in here. Uh, everybody, when you see him respond to something that Mav and I say, make sure that you uh, do say actually in the chat. For or you can, if, if you're a member, you or can use that actually emoji. That's Jas yes. Jasper when he's in actually mode. 
Yes, that is correct. Def Leppard, thank you, sir, for dropping in here as well. Who else? We got Dan the Man, Coney Ham showing up in here. Brother, always, always a pleasure, sir. Uh, you are one of the ones that got me into this podcasting game. Always appreciate you, sir. Um, thank you so much. So, Mav, Mass Hold, Mass Hold 1977. Mav, don't go outside. It's too bright. <laughs> yes, that is the quote of the intros. <laughs> it is freaking bright outside. I don't know how to actually, like, it is blindingly bright outside. It is insane. <laughs> uh, well, we actually did get some news this week, man. Uh, last week was a little light. Had we had a show, we, were, we still had some things to talk about. But this week... Look, let's just go with the main headline out the gate. Let's get the God of War out of the way because we have talked about this plenty. Both you and I have been on the 2022 train for as long as I can remember. Um, I know for a fact I never had any doubts. I've been on that hill uh, since day one that this was coming in 2022. But a lot of people out here had a lot of questions. And then, of course, we had the whole, oh, the complete ugliness and the complete toxicity of the community, a small portion of the community, obviously, uh, that was harassing Sony Santa Monica, was harassing devs, uh, sending D-picks. Uh, in fact, look, that whole nonsense went on. There was a lot of people out there saying that they had planned I've to my say- apologies. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm just, I'm just glad Todd <laughs> Howard's not on Twitter because yeah. he might he might call me out. So I'm just going to say that. Um, but uh, um, we had some people saying that June yeah. 30th was the date that they were going to talk about it. Right. We had some insiders. We had some other people kind of confirming that was a date and then things got pushed back, whether it was because that the secret was let out of the bag and Sony kind of took their ball, went home for a couple of days or whatever the case may be. But this week they finally came out in a very, unceremonious kind of way right yeah like just a a blog post a playstation Mm -hmm. blog post which is fine because they didn't have anything new to show outside of a brief uh, a new trailer yeah but no gameplay um they even said in the trailer not actual gameplay throughout so there was some people confused about that they thought they were seeing something but it did state in there that was not actual gameplay um, but it was, it was kind of ridiculous. It's like this big buildup. Corey Barlog's been back, obviously defending the hell out of his group. Shout out to Corey. Yeah. Uh, doing an amazing job back on Twitter again, but you know, he came out, he's been very vocal in this community, not just about the nonsense and the BS, but also just being out here hyping, uh, doing what he's supposed to do as one of the leaders at Sony Santa Monica. Um, so there's kind of this buildup math and then the 30th kind of rolled through. Everybody was disappointed. All the the bullshit happened and everything went down and all of a sudden just we get a playstation blog post hey by the way here it is here's god of war ragnarok here's a new trailer we got the collector's editions that we want to talk about and then oh by the way you guys are wondering when you're gonna be able to play it well mav we didn't get the 11 11 22 date that some yeah. of us were hoping for but we were close we were close like we talked about mav it was a perfect time for that game to fall in now that Starfield was out of the way, right? That was yeah. kind of that week. Like we all circled and said, look, it's wide open. You want to get in here after the October madness. You want to jump in. If this game's ready, we said that week was a good week. And sure enough, 11, nine. So November the 9th, 2022, everybody with a PlayStation five or a PlayStation four will be able to get their hands on God of war Ragnarok. And as a side note, 
If you do purchase the PS4 version, get ready for another upgrade fee when you move to PlayStation 5 or God of War Ragnarok. That has already been confirmed that there will be an up, upgrade fee associated with that game. Uh, just a side note for anybody planning on buying it. Um, Mav, were you just blown away, surprised by this? Was this like knocking you off your off your rocker that you just couldn't believe this was happening, that we're getting bookends from Sony, that Sony's actually taking the holiday season serious this year, that they're actually going to come with a game, a big first party AAA, one of their biggest titles overall, just in time for Christmas and Black Friday and shopping season. Shock you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, we've been, I, I mean, last year, I mean, I've, ever since we saw the, uh, when did we see the original like gameplay trailer? Was it last year or this year? It was last year. Ever since then, been saying this game is going to be probably 2022. People are like, no, no. And I, I honestly think a lot of it is just from like Xbox fans not wanting them to be able to hit a, get a game in 2022, like another big game 2022. Uh, for some reason, like it just like trying to oh like, no, they're going to they're going to they're going to get delayed because our games got delayed or you know what I mean? It's like. But like. It, when that game was shown, I I had no reason to think that it wasn't going to be able to hit 2022 just because of like what they showed, you know what I mean? Like it was confident gameplay. It looked very similar to the last God of War game that we got. So it kind of like didn't see any reason why it would take like that much longer. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, we were confident. I, I think we've been consistent on this pong. So congratulations. I, I, there was one point in time where I started to waver a little bit, but only saying that it was a possibility, but I, I, every time it's been 2022, you know, when asked and um, I, I thought it could be September, you know, just because of PlayStation's MO, you know, for going like earlier in the fall. Um, that must mean that they. Maybe want a little bit of extra time or something like that. I'm not sure exactly why they picked that date. Maybe it's because they wanted to be the big home run game in November. Right. But man, it's going to be a massive game, um, whether it came out 2022, 2023, no matter what. And, um, yeah, it, it's another good year for PlayStation, right? I mean, they had lots of good uh, releases this year. I mean, some people like are like hit or miss on some of the titles, but like you can't you can't say that their first party didn't come through this year. Right. They had Gran Turismo finally released. They had uh, Horizon Forbidden West and they have a uh, God of War. Right. That's uh, three pretty massive games. Uh, to release and i'm missing i know that they had games yeah. like sifu as well sifu. Um, so here, here's the here's the list so far right so mm -hmm. for console they're gonna they're gonna have the uncharted collection right yeah the remake mm -hmm. they're gonna have C they add sifu horizon yeah. forbidden west gran turismo 7 ghostwire tokyo ghostwire. stray yeah. yep stray they get valkyrie uh elysium in september from uh uh square obviously uh which is console exclusive to them mm -hmm. um so Big deal, actually. It looks really good. That got a new trailer this week as well. Did Looking it? fantastic. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and then they've got The Last of Us uh, remake coming out, obviously, also in September. And then you got God of War in November. And then for PC this yeah. year, they released the Uncharted Collection, 
God of War 2018, Spider-Man Remastered, and Spider-Man Miles Morales are both going to be coming in August. Uh, and then obviously Miles Morales, they said fall, so September, October, I imagine. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, we could debate about what the games were like Gran Turismo, you know, had its issues horizon forbidden West had its issues and it unfortunately got hit by the train that was Elden ring. Yeah. Um, so, but still top quality first party titles coming out of Sony um, this year. And they're going to, they're going to finally bookend it, man. This is not their MO to bookend yeah. the year. They don't care about yeah, holidays. Usually the holidays, not their forte. Yeah. Usually they kind of kill it after like August it's early September at the latest, you know, um, it seems like most of their stuff is usually the first half of the year. At least that's what it's been lately, you know? Um, but you know, I I'm, I'm happy that everybody gets to have a big, another big holiday release to look forward to. Anybody that owns a PlayStation out there, um, is going to be extremely happy come November. Um, I personally, I am not like a big God of war guy. Unfortunately, it's one of those things where like there's these there's certain games, obviously, that we all like wish we liked because like the community loves them and there's so much hype around them. And like there's like and you can see it, you know, it's supposed to be amazing. But for for whatever reason, it just doesn't click with you. You know what I mean? And that was one of the games uh, was God of War 2018. I've tried playing that three or four times last time, put like a good 10, 12 hours into it. And it just don't like care to finish it. I don't know why, you know what I mean? It's like not super into it. So I wish I was as excited as everybody else is for the game. Uh, but I know it's going to be a massive success. It's going to be a huge hit. Oh, uh, it's going to be a game of the year contender. You know, um, did you see, did you see some of the stats that uh, Benji sales put out about the, cause you know, he always covers the trends and he always looks at the social media. Stats. Yeah. It's going to be massive. Yeah. They I had like a, they it, had a million, they had like over a million likes within the first 48 yeah. hours. See, I have like, massive FOMO and it's not necessarily FOMO. It's, yeah. it's not that I like fear of missing out on something. It's, right. it's that I want to be part of something like I want to be as excited as everybody else is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. and so I, I just, when certain games like that are so popular or, whether it's a, a game or let's let's say it's like a movie or like mm-hmm. a sporting event or whatever, anything that's like wildly popular like that. And you're like, man, I want I want to be part of that excitement. You know what I mean? Me and all of Marvel. You're, yes, I, I get I yeah. get it, man. <laughs> and, but like God of War is just one of those games. And this goes back to the PS3 days. You know what I mean? I just. PS2. Yeah, days, I, love actually, the, was, I, I love the PS, you know, the, the early God of War. Yeah, I absolutely love them. 2018, again, I was playing it when I was getting ready to kind of get rid of my PS4 mm-hmm. to get a series console and to get the PS5 digital. So I didn't have my whole heart into it. It was a good game. Like it was fun yeah. to play. But did I want to be playing that game versus one of the old ones? No, I actually liked the J- David Jaffe God of Wars much better right. than the Barlog God of War. So that, but that's, that's just me, man. Yeah, I've never finished one. I've played all of them. Yeah, I like started all of them. I just like have never finished one. Like I know the originals were way different than this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this yeah. is like a very narrative focused, like mm-hmm. close There's no jumping action. You know, like <laughs> c- very cinematic. It has great combat and stuff, and like great voice <laughs> acting and and everything. It's like one of the most like impressive games that came out, especially like in 2018. You know, like um, but 
and, you know, it, it, some games aren't for every, for people. Like there's oh. there's some PlayStation games that I'm not as into, and there's some Xbox games I'm not into. I uh, but that I, I what I won't do though, Pong, is go out there and say that's a shit game just because oh, I'm right. not interested in it. Like I can't <laughs> exactly. stand when people do that. Like no. just because something that you're not into doesn't mean it's crap, right? Like it, no. it just means that hey, like it's not something that floats your boat. Now, will I eventually try Ragnarok? Yes, I will because I try everything, right? Uh, especially games that are widely popular and huge. And maybe this one will do it for me, unlike the first one. Maybe because, like, man, there was a game that the sequel got me, and the first one didn't. And if I and if I tell you what it is, I'll, I'll be like blacklisted from gaming forever. But I feel like I need to tell you. <laughs> we have a confessional here. I'm having, okay. a, I'm having a confessional. I've, I've, okay. let this, I've let this slip before. <laughs> I'm sure you, you know? have. You probably said I'll know what it is, but go ahead. But there was you a game where the first game was like one of everybody's favorite games of all time. And then the sequel came out and it was made by oh. a different team. And uh, people were like, oh, this is shit. You know what I mean? This is like not anything like the first game. I played the second game. I fell in love with it. And then I went back and played the first game again. I was like, wow, I get it now. And I fell in love with the franchise. What? I, I'll, 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 I'll give you a hint. Uh, I'll say 2K. I want to see if, if the chat can get it. Kate, Kate knows what it is. Oh, I'm um, sure she does. 2K. Um, oh, geez. I'm, uh, I'll try and say hell kate, kate I, um well no i thought i had i thought i had it but no because i know that you, you know. the second the second game was not made by the main team and right. it, uh it actually i also tacked on a mode that people didn't want in the game people thought that they didn't need it you know it was like a waste of time putting this mode in this game that's like why can't i think really yeah, go on. Um, very, uh, I'll say it's very atmospheric. <laughs> I'm blanking. Yeah, Bioshock. Bioshock. No, because yeah, was it Bioshock? Yeah, everybody hated Bioshock too, right? Not everybody hated Bioshock too, bro. Well, I, I all I heard was hate from me. Like Bioshock One is like nines across the oh, board game here. Bioshock One is one of the closest ten out of ten games you can ever have. Yeah, I didn't yeah, like absolutely. it at first. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. That's fine, but Bioshock Two, I okay. I may, I I do remember some people having a little bit of a problem with it, but I don't remember like like ask like this this entire hate mob over it. Like back yeah, in the no, day. I will say there wasn't a hate mob, but it got like sevens okay. and stuff compared to like the nines yeah. and things like that. Right, like, I and love two, like, so I love two. So, so I I played two because I was like, oh, it okay. has multiplayer mode. So even if I like don't like the single player, like I didn't really couldn't get into the first one. At least I'll have some fun trying out this multiplayer. I got. I forgot it, it even I, had multiplayer to be honest. With yeah, you. I tried it. I, I, that's why you lost me because I was like, yeah, I had on. multiplayer mode. I do not remember that, bro. I never touched the multiplayer. I you I know what's funny as I play, I probably played like five minutes of multiplayer, but I got sucked into the single player campaign. Like hard, I got hardcore sucked into it. Like the first one didn't grab me, but the second one did for some reason. Now, after I played the second one, I was like, wow, that was great. And I went back and I enjoyed, I enjoyed the hell out of the first one. Uh, but sometimes like 
a certain thing, like maybe you watch a sequel to a movie or you play play a sequel to a game or something, and it gets you interested in it in the franchise, yeah. right? And then you go back and appreciate the originals more. I'm hoping maybe that's what'll happen with Ragnarok. Just hoping. Maybe. And it certainly could. Um, I think it's going to be a, very similar to the first one, obviously, but Corey's been out here and Corey's not an over the top hype man either. He's very good at what he does and, he, and he's just a good dude overall, but he has been saying that people are going to be like wowed by this game. Like this is going to be, so I think that whatever they did, man, whatever DLC he had planned. And I know that's yeah. the favorite of the other side is saying, you know, it's just DLC. I, I, I when this game hits, I don't think people are going to be saying it's DLC anymore. I think that that's probably why they, we got it this year instead of last year is because the simple fact is this, they took it to a whole nother level and this is going to be its own standalone. It's not going to feel like a lot of people felt like with miles Morales, that it was just DLC that came out as a standalone. I think a lot of people are going to feel like, no, this is a full blown game. Uh, uh, you know, so I, I think that they're doing wonders here. Um, and I'll say map too, to your point about, people you know saying well you know the people out there that just because they're not interested in a game they just say well this game's shit or whatever else also the same thing goes for the other people on the other side too as well that if you're not interested in a game doesn't make you less of a gamer or doesn't make you you right you know what i'm saying just because you're not big on these big home run triple a games that everybody's playing does not make you less of a gamer Okay. And that, that side, the other side tries to do that as well, where they say, well, you don't, you don't like Spider-Man. What are you talking about? You don't like games. Oh, okay. All right. Well that, yeah, no, that's not how this works folks. Okay. So, cause again, Spider-Man to me was fun, but like I got bored with it. I was like, I'm done. Like, again, I got the same thing that happened to me with Batman, right? Love Batman. But I got bored with it. I've been back to Batman multiple times. Arkham. Yeah. You don't mind the Arkham games. I like them, but I just get yeah. bored with them did, after a while. Did you play? Which so, ones did you start with? Did you start with Origins or, or I mean, not Origins, but Asylum? No, not Origins. Uh, yeah, I started with Asylum. Okay. Um, and I was enjoying which is, it. Okay, but Metroid. That's a Metroidvania game. It's a Metroidvania. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And it was okay, but obviously when we got to Arkham City, right, and then then I love the combat system. Right. Love the combat. Love the dance. Right. Of Rocksteady. Rocksteady does Mm -hmm. it better than anybody else. Really enjoyed that. But then again, normally I like open Mm -hmm. worlds. I like big cities. I like lots of stuff to do. I just got bored. I just got like got done with it. I was like a man. It just doesn't interest me anymore. Um, But but I still. But to this day, again, I will still say it's one of the best combat systems out there. Rocksteady does a fantastic Yeah, I mean, it's been job. copied by, like, yes. every, like, right. game under the sun at this point now because of how good it was. <laughs> I got to give, I also got to say, hey, I'm full of shit because I just looked it up. Yeah. Bioshock 2 had an 88 on Metacritic. I thought. Thank you. I just, That's like, okay. had this memory of everybody, like, shit talking it back then no, for some reason. I, I think it's the, about the, the multiplayer because I was, like. I think everybody was shit talking. The no, some maybe. people had a problem with the different perspective and rescuing and harvesting the little sisters. Uh-huh. That was a big thing, right? That was a big controversy, whether or not you should rescue or, or harvest. Not everybody was on board with the right. mechanic of doing that, et cetera. So there was some of that flack out there that people wanted to not, they wanted to be a continuation of the first one not a totally different perspective mm-hmm. that you got in number two. Right. So they, that, that was, there was some flack for that, some pushback, some people saying, I don't know, but once people got their hands on it, 
it all changed yeah. again. And, and, and the decision process to harvest or to save the little sisters was one of those moral decisions. Again, Bioshock, that whole, again, Mass Effect, Bioshock are some of the best franchises ever created in the history of video games. They will be in my top five forever overall. And I'm talking about yeah. the entire series because the moral implications in Bioshock they made you, it like made you stop for a second and think about what you were doing, right? Not many video games get that right, but that one certainly did. I love too once I got my hands on it. Oh man, fantastic. Um, but no, I'm happy for God of War. Again, I knew this was coming. And I think the biggest takeaway here, Mav, and it's been something that I've been talking about when I talked about this, is that Sony is looking at this generation completely different. They can't sit back and rest on their laurels anymore man they have to be in it at full time like la last generation they took off every single holiday they just kept prepping for the next year they got through the first half of the year and was like yep we'll see you guys next year i mean we'll have a couple games here and there small games but we'll see you next year with all our big stuff their roadmap was the first six months of every year right and so they had all their games planned out like that because they didn't have to put any effort out there because they knew Xbox wasn't going to come with anything. Right. So now, now they understand they don't get the headlines all the time like they used to because Xbox with the sheer volume that they have with game pass deals happening with all this new tech that Xbox keep pushing out here with X cloud and all that kind of stuff. Now Xbox gets headlines. They're in the word of mouth goes around they're always garnering news cycles, whereas Sony used to do that just because they were the most dominant force in video games outside of Nintendo, obviously, but they were most dominant force in video games. So they could just sit back. They would still get articles written about them. They would still have people talking about them. Everybody's friends were out there. Buy a PlayStation because I'm playing Call of Duty. I'm playing Madden over here. You got to go get yeah. your PlayStation. And they sold that way. This generation, they can't do that anymore, man. Look, even Japan. Even Japan's recognizing yeah, Xbox they are again. Time. <laughs> again, it's it's not we're not talking about you know dominating numbers here, but we're talking about people actually in Japan excited to go get their Xbox and to actually dive into Game Pass and to start enjoying games. That hasn't happened since the 360. Okay, so this is a total different. This is a total different scenario now that Sony finds themselves in. They're transitioning all their teams over to making different style games to starting to maybe look at more multiplayer stuff uh, for their first party teams. Maybe some monetization engagement is now a word that Sony does use over in their higher circles. All of that is different from last generation and they understand this. So what do they got to do? They got to come to play. They saw an opening this year. Right. And even if Starfield and Redfall had fallen in this year and that was going to make it, I knew that Sony wanted to be there with something this year yeah. at the end of the year to make sure that they weren't lost again. Like last year, the second half of last year into the February yeah. uh, of this year, 
Xbox dominated yeah, headlines. They, did. they killed it. <laughs> they yeah. killed it. Absolutely nailed it. Sony was nowhere to be found. Sony was not going to let that happen again. And so I knew there was all hands on deck for God of War. Some of those teams, I can guarantee you some of those teams that they purchased last year over the past couple of years have been working at God of War, helping out as well. Been all hands on deck. I knew they really wanted to bookend this year uh, if they could with uh, Horizon uh, at the beginning of the year and then God of War at the end of the year. Again, Horizon, for all of its faults, for everything about, you know, the, the things that were wrong with it, for getting run over by Elden Ring, which was outside of Sony's control. Nobody saw that coming. It's still a great first party AAA game from Sony. It's still in that library. It's still something that when people go to buy a PlayStation 5, they look at it and say, cool, I get Horizon Forbidden West. Um, that's awesome. But they needed something to finish off the year to make sure that they weren't lost in the news cycle for the holidays. And when people were making their purchases, they had to be able to be there for people to, to remember that PlayStation 5 still had some big gains and God of War being one of the biggest names that they have it was perfect for them to get this out this year. So I'm excited for everybody who's got a PlayStation 5 or a PlayStation 4. Uh, everybody who loves God of War, understand why you love Kratos. Like I said, I like the originals yeah. better, but Kratos is, dude, Kratos is a great character. I'm not so sure I'm the boy. I'm not so sure about him. Boy. Um, I, I Again, he was a whiny kid. I can't stand <laughs> whiny kids. Like, you know, I raised my own kids, right? So I've been through the whiny stages, yeah. like it's just something. And Kratos is different, right? And I like the old Kratos. And there's nothing wrong with them changing him. Characters develop just like real human beings do. If that's where they want to take Kratos, they took him there. And it was obviously highly successful. But Kratos just isn't the same uh, as back in the day when I was playing him, right? Yeah. So, uh, but I'm happy for everybody. And it's a great year for Sony. Again, we can debate how impressive it was or how not impressive it was, how it may not have hit the way that it should have with all these games coming out, but they're going to finish the year strong. And they've got some indies in there as well with like stray uh, showing up. Um, they got a nice rounded um, yeah, rounded selection of games for 2022, which is fantastic. And, and on top of that, Sony had their relaunch of the PS plus premium. Again, regard like how we feel about that stuff. It is like a step in the right direction for them. Yeah. For sure. So like this has been a pretty pretty big um transitionary year for them. Also with a, a PC, you know, uh now with The Last of Us uh re remake announcing that it's along with the announcement of the game that it was being developed for PC, like that's a big it's a big thing, you know. But just with the they've gotten a holiday game finally, they had a good first half. Um, they had all the PlayStation stuff go on. They've had acquisitions this year um, as well. It's uh, been a freaking crazy year for them. Um, I think that um, next year is going to be interesting because I think next year, I it seems like all the big things that had already been announced have already had, had been dropping by now, right? Mm -hmm. And that we we had already known about Gran Turismo. We had known about Horizon Forbidden West. We had known about God of War. Um, the Last of Us remake thing had been heavily rumored, right? And that's dropping this year. What's what is the future for them? Like, what's twenty twenty three and beyond? Because I I can't think of like major first party games that were have been announced yet. Uh, I, I don't. Maybe we'll get some more later this year. That some announcements. Um, yeah, if they do an actual showcase type event, we might get those hopes and dreams that'll give us a glimpse next year. Right now, they're leaning on, obviously, Forspoken, 
They're leaning on Final Fantasy. Yeah, but even 16. that's not for. Those, yeah, no. those aren't first party, right? Those are Square, no, they're not Square first party, games, but yeah. yeah, but they're just you know they're exclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, they don't again, have the, the same people, impact. No, they don't. They, they don't. But again, Final Fantasy 16 has huge impact. Okay, that that right. that by itself is almost a first party title. The way it affects PlayStation, right? So everybody's going to be all over that, especially how good it's looking. So they are leaning on the second parties. I think that we're we'll see more of obviously factions. Um, the Last of Us multiplayer, uh, which Steel, uh, he's in the chat, brother. Shout out to you who just hopped in here. Jigga J uh, hopped in here as well. The Rock and Warrior Gamecast, good to see you, sister, as well. Thank you for dropping in here. UK Lab, brother, Micah Ford is in here as well. And uh, he also man, we dropped 10 gift memberships. Micah 10 did. gift memberships. Yo, My- Micah is like the gift. Yeah. the master when it comes to like gifting memberships awesome. out man appreciate you micah yeah so for those that don't know how that works like if you're on a web browser um i think you may have to be on a web browser to do it but there's on top of the screen on top of the chat there's supposed to be like a button uh that if you're not a member currently that says like accept gift membership uh on this channel or something like that i don't know what it looks like um because i haven't seen it obviously because i'm on this side but uh um, if there's supposed to be a button up there to be able to actually accept those, that's the way it works on YouTube instead of like Twitch, where it just kind of automatically does it. Uh, you have to hit something to be able to get those. So I think that a few people have already gotten those, but uh, there, it looks like there's uh, maybe seven more, maybe six, six, seven more out there to be nice. Uh, Go get them, mother. Appreciate, appreciate that, Micah. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it, Micah, good. for sure. Absolutely. Um, but what I was saying, oh, first party stuff. So I think we'll get something on factions uh, next year. I think it might come out in early form, beta form, maybe mm-hmm. um, at some point as well. Um, but I think that we will get some kind of showcase map that does give us some hints. I think Spider-Man 2 could be ready next year. I think the Wizards over Insomnia could pull it off again. Um, I think if they're going to stay cross-gen, which I believe they probably are, according to Jim, <laughs> I think that Spider-Man 2 is going to be cross-gen. Um, I think that they're going into next year still doing it. And so I think from that standpoint, they're going to use a lot of the assets they've already got. Yeah. Um, It's going to be a quick turnaround. Insomniac are wizards. There is zero doubt about that anymore. Okay. Those guys are one of the best in the biz over there, that whole entire development house. So I think we could get Spider-Man 2 next year. They did forget about Wolverine also. They had announced Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, that, that'll Wolverine, probably be a couple years away, but I think that's 2024. Yeah, I'm thinking that too, Matt. But then we've got we know that some of their teams have been working on multiple projects. We know that they've been growing some of their teams. We know they got a ton of second party deals in the works. They got those 10 or 12 games of the service titles throughout the next couple of years. We're gonna start seeing that stuff, right? And I think next year, I think Sony's gonna be okay. Now, next year, assuming Xboxes, everything that we know of at this point. You don't have any more problems next year. (laughs) Look, it's going to Xbox may overwhelm Sony, but I think Sony's still going to have a solid year next year for sure. So I I think everybody's doing Everybody's really healthy right now. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just Xbox. If they finally, finally get everything moving in this. Finally get that onslaught. Yes. You know, we know we're going to get it in the first half of the year. Right. The question is, yeah. what do they have for the second half? Right. So that'll be interesting. But you know, it will be. It will be, especially holiday. What's the big game next holiday? And I think it's avowed. Um, uh, personally, that's why they didn't announce it for the next 12 months. I think avowed comes next holiday. 
Um, and then we could get a surprise Hellblade. I'm still not on board with that. I think that's still 20, you know, 2023. Um, I, you know, but who knows? Maybe their Ninja Theory is further along than both you and I think they are. I know we talked about that on the yeah. show on Tuesday. You mean 2024? Yeah, I think they're, 2024. I think they're 2024. Yeah, yeah, 20, yeah I'm thinking this year. Never mind. 2023 uh, holiday. Yeah, no, but I, I think that they're spring 2024. I think it's a good spot for that game. But who knows? Maybe they're ready. Uh, but yeah, the onslaught's coming. And again, uh, Sony is going to be fine. Uh, there's no doubt about that whatsoever. And they're going to have surprises. There's stuff that we don't know about. There's been a lot yeah. of smoke out there about a lot of different things. And some of that stuff is going to be false, but there's going to be a couple that come through that are true. And we're going to see some of that. Um, the big thing is the subscription going forward. What sub Sony subscription model looks like next year let's say a year in come next summer, are they making big deals? Are they cutting big third-party deals, more third-party deals to get big games into that subscription service and avoid Game Pass, right? That's going to be where the next battleground is, is there. So that'll be the interesting part for me. But great year for Sony, great for God of War, glad it's finally coming. All that, put, all that nonsense put to bed. Everybody on the Sony side, all you weirdos out there, you guys can all go back to hiding in your basements, your closets, doing whatever it is that you do with your anime pillows or whatever the case may be. Look, leave the devs alone. Got your release date. <laughs> anime pillows? Yeah, anime pillows. Uh, yeah, Mav, you know about those. Come on. Uh, listen, just go back to hiding, okay? Everything's cool now, all right? So uh, we're all good. Everybody's going to have a great holiday. Um, even on Xbox aside, even without first party titles, we are still going to be slammed. Did you see that new Dark Tide short clip? Man, oh, that they man. Posted? Yeah. Oh, brother. Yeah. <laughs> that We're going to be having some so good. freaking fun this holiday on Xbox. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's summer. But that, yeah. When is that? That's in. When, when is uh, Dark Tide? That's Dark Tide August, is August. Is August. August. Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. so yep. Early fall, late summer. Yep. You know? Yep. Uh, Oh, we're going to be ripping and roaring, man. It's going to be so much freaking fun. Uh, oh, let's see. Where to, man? Well, like I said, man, hey, listen, you know what? You, you and I have talked about this plenty, right? A lot of people during E3, not E3 time, dismiss some of the smaller shows, right? And we have always talked about it. Look, there's some really good things that happen in those smaller yeah. shows. That's why we enjoy watching them. Now, not everyone hits. A lot of times we come out and we're like, yeah, that was kind of a waste of time. What are we doing? Yeah. But there's always a chance, right? Well, today, of course, the big news was everybody was like, oh, Skull and Bones is finally going to get shown. You know, Ubisoft. Well, that was great. Everybody was kind of hyped to see Skull and Bones finally, or at least some of us were. But Nacon comes out of nowhere and says, hey, we're going to have a show. Hey, hey, guys, we're going to have a show. Connect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nacon Connect. We're going to have a showcase. Uh and so I watched it at work uh, in the bathroom, of course, um, <laughs> to to be able to sit down and kind of take some notes as uh, on it's it. Like, it was a long showcase. How long? Were it was you in almost the an hour. Oh, yeah, bro. Look, look, <laughs> I'm manager. I can be gone for a while. OK, right. um, but yeah. So so but Nacon event kind of was underneath the radar. I tuned in not knowing what to expect. I saw the list of games and, you know, they had like the Gollum game on there. And, uh, you know, they had uh, RoboCop and I was like, OK, all right, well, this might be an OK show. Well, it turns out, Mav, that you and I were talking in the background before we hopped out of here live. We both said it almost at the exact same time. What about the Nikon show? Had that been during the E3, not E3 yeah. time? It might have been one of the best shows outside of Xbox Bethesda, right? Yeah, uh, for <laughs> sure. 
It was a 100%. great show, man. Surprises. We got PC games coming to console. Again, something that Mav and I have been clamoring for. Again, this list isn't going to be like, oh my God, these are huge AAA games. No, 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 no. But what Nacon has done has gathered together quite a nice little list of games that they're publishing. And it's actually pretty impressive. And these games fill a need and fill a role to a lot of gamers. So not all these games are going to be for everybody. But listen, we're going to run this down real quick, man. And I'm going to get your thoughts on it. Well, actually, you know what? Let's just go line by line. Let's just go. Let's just do it that way real quick. Okay. So um, first game out the gate, uh, RoboCop. Uh, it's got a it's got a subtitled name too. Something City. What is it called? I, I can't remember the the, uh, just, RoboCop. Just the RoboCop game. RoboCop. <laughs> RoboCop by yeah. Tayon, right? First person shooter. You are RoboCop. Yeah. It is coming out June of next year. And they actually scanned in, digitized Peter Weller's face, who's yeah. the original actor who played RoboCop. Yeah, I saw if that you shit, all remember. I was like, what? What? Yeah. And the voice, spot on, mm-hmm. bro. But listen, I was watching this, and again, not AAA. Okay, so it's not like cutting edge first-person shooter here. There was some problems I saw. I was like, okay, well, that's looking a little old. But then there was other stuff in there that I was like, wow, that looks freaking amazing. And they are being faithful to the original RoboCop, it looks like, man. Like gore, like everything that you come to expect from RoboCop. What did you think about RoboCop when you saw it? I just thought it looked like it didn't look like, oh, this is like the most like amazing looking thing ever. But it looks badass. (laughs) Right? Like it's just badass and it's RoboCop and it like was RoboCop. I 100%. Yep. I, I, I mean, even down to like the way that like the, like the, the gun with the targeting system and shit on there. I was like, dude, it's like they, they nailed the, the feel of that. Like from just yes. watching it, like, of course we got to play the game. You know what I mean? But man, I was like, if, finally, like somebody made a game like that. That's like captures the essence of what it actually is. Cause I remember like these licensed games back, back in the day. Now that supposedly there's like, uh, some decent ones that I haven't played, right? But like, right. Um, most of the licensed games that came out back in the day are like just shitty, like low budget but highly marketed, like things that have some have the characters in the game. They have action and stuff, but it doesn't like capture the essence of what it is. And this is like capturing the essence of what RoboCop was. You know? Yes. It's just freaking awesome, dude. It's bad. It's badass. It was. That it was, it was gets. Oh man, I was so like I was like caught off guard because we had heard about RoboCop coming back, and I was like, oh god, what are they going to do to yeah, RoboCop? Yeah, exactly. What are we going to get? And I started watching. Uh, like I said, even the cheesy writing map was like almost straight from the movie. Like yeah. some of the stuff they were saying, like the actor, I was like, oh my god, this is just like getting a RoboCop. This is like getting a new movie, RoboCop, but made still back in the eighties, right? This is perfect. I, this is exactly what I wanted out of a mm-hmm. RoboCop game. Like it's, it's, it's perfect. Like I, and then again, at the end, Peter Weller's face coming on mm-hmm. screen. I was like, Oh yes, this is day yeah, one. I was right at the me. end of the trailer when I saw it. I'm yes. like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that was amazing. Shout out to draw TJ for the $2 super chat. Awesome to see you brother. He says, I'm excited for test drive. Yes. We are going to get the test drive for sure. Absolutely. And talk. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
next game that they showed off was Steel Rising. Uh, not Steel Rain, uh, not my brother from another, but Steel Rising. And this is by Spiders, one of my favorite double A developers out there. Have made so many great under the radar type games. And Steel Rising, for people who don't remember, this is that, um, this is going to be that, uh, what do I want to say? Um, I believe it's set like in the 12th, 13th century France, um, somewhere in that neighborhood, maybe 15th century France. Um, where you are a um, marionette and you're controlling a war marionette. So it's got kind of a, it's got kind of a, um, um, what do I want to say? It's got kind of a futuristic mixed with old school feel to it because you're a robot, but you're, it's got some souls to it a little bit. Um, you're fighting some big bosses, but it's got a whole entire skill tree. It's a third person uh, action RPG uh narrative looks fantastic they showed off brand new um uh, a brand new trailer with gameplay they also showed off expanded look at a little bit of the skill tree and they confirmed that as you beat bosses you're going to obtain new skills as well which will affect how you play the game uh this looks absolutely freaking cool as all yeah. get out uh what do you think Matt? i get like classic action uh hack and slash vibes from this honestly when i watched it it kind of looked like i don't know I, I was feeling like bayonetta style almost mm-hmm. like near some of the battle near automata almost as yeah. well kind of like but um i don't know like it, rpg means it's like more than that also mm-hmm. you know in yep. some ways so uh i am familiar also like the studio's done some things that i've played before that i have enjoyed i can't remember 100 percent what it was but i know i remember seeing that name spiders i was like oh okay the, the, the Greenfall, okay, Technomancer. Yep. 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 Okay. Yep. yep. Um, and yeah, I think they're definitely one of those studios to keep an eye on that you know they're going to make at least like pretty good stuff. So I have I have my eye on it. Um, it if it like depends on how soulsy it is, you know, yeah. if I'll get into yeah. it. But it looked actually really is gorgeous looking, man. Yes. Um, yes. Like very very looks like a very well made game. It does. And I'm so excited again. I love spiders. So I can't wait. Uh, that's coming out this year, by the way, folks, September um, of this year, steel rising be on the lookout for that one for sure. Um, then we got this new psychological shout out to the horror genre coming through again. Um, add infinitum, infinitum, infinitum. Yeah. Add infinitum. Uh, it's by uh, Hecate, I think is the studio or Hexate. Um, first person psychological horror coming out April 20th of 2023 horror fans are going to be going nuts. This is the one Mav, uh, the trailer where you were kind of, I think it was world war one and you were kind of in and out and you were like waking up yeah. uh, like in a, you know, in kind of a makeshift morgue with all the bodies and you like get up off of one of the tables and then you got all this psychological. And then at the end of the trailer, there's some kind of, you know, demonic monster chasing you, uh, what looks like a demonic monster. So uh, definitely really weird. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that one, brother? That I'm not going to play that game. <laughs> you would be both. You would be both. I, it looks cool for people that like that kind of game. It looks like it could be like a, a pop, really popular horror game. It's just not my kind of horror game that I like to play. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, it looks cool. Uh, it looks cool. Yeah, it does look cool. Um, and then we got one that we were both interested. Hey, shout out to Shizno too. He said he already pre-ordered Steel Rising. That's nice. right, brother. That's how you do it. Nice, nice, nice. Congratulations. Mitchie dies a lot. Thanks for dropping in here, sir. Appreciate you. Um, 
Then we got one that you and I got both excited for here, Mav. Another one of those PC games. I was like, oh, this is going to be PC. And then they went to the developer at the end of the interview, and he's like, coming to PC and console. I'm like, hello. Yeah. All right, we're, we're in business. Again, golden age of gaming, folks. This We have not seen this many PC games come to console since the 360 era. It is absolutely insane. I'm so happy. But this one was Crown Wars, The Black Prince. And this is by Artifacts Studio. It's a squad-based, tactical, turn-based game, Mav, coming next year as well. Looks ridiculously cool. Uh, looks like a really great narrative. What, what are your impressions of this one, man? It just looks cool, man. I like yeah. the I like this tactical turn-based style games like this, and it looks like a different take on them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, you remember like uh on I think I played this on PS3 or maybe it's 360. I can't remember. It's like, um, it's like a World War II tactics game. It's like a JRPG. Uh, Val- oh, yeah. Valkyria. Yes. Valky- yes. Val- yeah. yes. Something. Yes. I can't, I can't yes. remember. Um, but that, that game, like, I think I even had sequels and stuff at since. Yes, then. it did. Um, yeah. But awesome. Sometimes, like, a game comes out that's in a genre and it kind of puts a twist on it. And it can create something brand new. You know what I mean? Yes. And this kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Like, it looks like it's doing something different with a tactics style game. And I'm all for it, dude, 100%. And yes, please, if these guys can bring it to PC and console, <laughs> there's yes. no excuse for the big publishers to miss to, to <laughs> skip out on consoles. Um, I don't know who's making the main decisions to bring so many of these games, especially from... In Nacon, there's so many of these games that are coming to console and PC. Uh, maybe it's a Nacon thing, right? Maybe it's a Nacon yeah. thing because it seems pretty consistent across the board here. Uh, shout out to them if they are actually being adamant about that. I, I don't know what the decisions were, but um, EA, I'm looking at you. Sega, I'm looking at you. You know, I, Microsoft, Xbox, <laughs> I'm looking at you. Guys, like these these companies these small devs and these uh, smaller publishers are able to get these PC games across the board uh, day one on PC and console at the same time simultaneous release how, how come you can't do it as well like let's go exactly we're in that age right and I agree with you with like pong at like 360 days like we yep. had a lot uh, more then I feel like we're getting more than ever now yes for sure. Yes. Because there's sure. so many, like, even, like, smaller ones, like these ones, you know what I mean, that are coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it just makes me also more angry at the ones that don't. You know, like, <laughs> Command & Conquer Remastered. Where right. are you? should be. It should you know be what I mean? Like, it let's cross-play. go. It should be here, EA. There's no excuse for the big big boys either. Yeah. That's that's um, the big thing. Age of Empires, like, should have been day one They're across the done. board. It should, it should have been day one across the board. You know what I mean? Um yep it just doesn't make sense when they skip out you know what i mean like i'll even say diablo immortal for blizzard you know what i mean like you're gonna come to pc and it, the fact that it's on pc like you know why not release on console as well you know what i mean yep. like it just doesn't make sense when these companies kind of skip out and um, i'm not a huge fan of that but i am a fan of these guys that don't skip out and it makes me want to check it out um 100 so I'll i think sega is strong I think Sega's trying though because they are bringing humankind. Um, yeah, which we never thought would come either. Yeah, but like, so. where's the Total Wars? Where's Where's Yeah, uh, Total War Comp- Co- Company Heroes Three has not been announced for console yet. Like that's yeah. one that I would if 
if you can't bring Total War, you know, I you could bring Company Heroes, right? Yeah. Company yeah, Heroes, you should be able, you should be yeah, able company to. Company Heroes, yeah, absolutely, you should be able to. Um, What's next? Oh, Blood Bowl 3. That's right, Blood Bowl 3. Listen, I like the old Blood Bowl back in the day when it was just straight-up football arcade action, okay? Blood Bowl was amazing. It was fun. Now they've gone to a strategy turn-based system. Now, I'm not going to lie, I bought them. Okay, I've actually bought the complete editions when they've gone on sale. I've played them. They are fun, but they take forever. The games take forever. And it's like, I like turn-based, but the, like the uh, it's just uh, in a football setting for me. Yeah. Oh, it man. A little bit. It does. It really yeah. does. But I love the designs. I love the characters. I love the strategy involved because there's real strategy involved. I love the matchups uh, that they present. I love the moves that they have in the game. Uh, and Blood Bowl 3 is taking another level. Like the customizations, you can be able to customize the fields. They got all these brand new stuff. It looks really, really cool. I just wish they would make just an action one and see how it goes because I'd love the old Blood Bowl action one to come back again. Um it, and like mutant league hockey, mutant league football, right? Um, I would love to see those come back again. I know somebody did do a new mutant league football, um, and I believe it actually did hit console, but I looked at it and I was like, yeah, they crowdfund. I think they kickstarted or crowdfunded it, mm-hmm. and you could tell. But Blood Bowl does have its place. It's got there's leagues everywhere who play Blood Blood Bowl. Uh, and Blood Bowl 3, like I said, they're taking it to a brand new level. Uh, everything's looking really cool. Uh, you can mix and match the teams now, the different races, um, and all sorts of things now. So definitely going to be more strategy involved here. Have you ever played the Blood Bowls at all, man? I, I dabbled on it. I think it was given away at like Xbox Live Games of Gold or something before. And like yeah. I'm trying to like, I think I've dabbled a little bit into it, but I never really got into it because... I just didn't know what the hell it was. <laughs> right. Right. I was like, yeah, it takes this? a while. Yeah. It's got a steep learning curve, bro. It yeah. really does. So, and especially if you're going to try to go online, yo, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Um, but Blood Blow 3 is coming as well. So keep your eyes open for that. And that, of course, is from Cyanide Studio. Um, and then we got a Caitlin game, Mav. Yeah. I like, I was in the bathroom. I was like, Caitlin. <laughs> I was like, this is like perfect for her. Chef life coming out so this is the one where you get to run a restaurant math and cook food and Was that uh, to consoles as well i uh, I'm, I'm i just... did not catch they i don't think yes i think at the end because they kept it doing showed, the ends yeah. and i think it did show all consoles and pc on that mm-hmm. so chef life where you get to run and create your own restaurant you get new ratings like you can get five star rays and become like you get like some kind of achievement within the game where you become like a master chef or something i don't know what the deal was uh but hey man a lot of these simulation type games are taking off power washer just released released on game pass i don't know why people necessarily like them but i know a lot of people do like them so chef life interesting take uh mab you gonna be uh cooking up some food chef life what do you think maybe i i don't know she got she did get a game like called cooking simulator on uh oh yeah, 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 Xbox, yeah. and yep that one controls like complete shit and she didn't like it too much because like it was just it just i don't know it just doesn't uh <laughs> they need to work on the control scheme on that one i'll say it's like it's like you played the entire game as if you were in microsoft flight simulators menus right sure 
You know, and gotcha. you know how good yeah. those are on console with like the <laughs> yeah. mouse and the, like the cursor. You know what I mean? Yeah. And how responsive not, not good at all. Well, yeah. the the entire game of like that cooking simulator is like that. So maybe this will be the one that is better. That's what I'm hoping. So that's maybe what I'll so. say. You know, it looks pretty cool though. It does. <laughs> yeah, like Nick says, Chef Life. That's a game where you come home from a paid job to work a, a free job at home. Yes, that's basically it. Uh, three. <laughs> Shout out to three bit brother. Thank you for dropping in here. And why do we have to remind you to cancel your Nintendo subscription? You are a dev. You have a PC where you can set reminders. You have a smartphone that is a PC in your pocket at all times. Set yourself a reminder on your calendar. Three bit. It's not difficult to do, bro. It's not. Why do we got to remind you? Just throw the switch. Just throw the switch in the trash can. That's, that's maybe, a different way. Maybe you'll, <laughs> you'll remember after that. You're like, well, I don't even have a Switch anymore. I need to cancel that membership. <laughs> uh, and then they went through some accessories. They're coming out with a new uh, Deja arcade stick, only coming for PlayStation and PC. Yeah, it uh, cool. But that's coming out. That looked really cool. Like a ton did of different options. Did they say a price? No, I did not see a price on that one at all. Uh, but tons of options. My God, man. That thing was ridiculous. It's got an app. Or you could program it too. And I know that's probably normal nowadays, but yeah. look, I don't dabble in that shit. So whatever. But for anybody out there who uses fighting sticks, that thing looked amazing. Go check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they showed off the new rig headsets, uh, the 300, the 500 and 800 pro series. Um, a lot of fans of rigs out there. I know steel, uh, steel rain uses rigs as well. I used them before. I actually, yeah. I had one, um, I think 800 wireless ones that I used yeah. for like years, um, yeah. like two years or so. And then, the cuffs like just got messed up or, or whatever and you know so i ended up getting another pair and those ones though uh lasted only a few months i i uh, remember using them in our bedroom and i had uh them plugged in and stuff and uh kate put them on right yeah and they made like a crazy loud like static electricity noise and she freaked out like i mean i remember, it was I remember like, that story it's almost like it, she yeah. thought she was getting like electrocuted it was like crazy loud and stuff <laughs> and so she flung them off and stuff and like we we have not plugged that back in ever since then um uh, because she thought her head was going to explode um yeah so no more rigs for us um i i'm using these these are wired these are wired you know yeah uh, yeah. But I do have a pair of the Xbox wireless ones. Yep. Um, I'm just like, I, I would love to have an expensive like headset again, like one of those mm-hmm. like three or four hundred dollar ones and stuff. But yep. then the, the problem is whenever I'm actually using it, I'm usually actually in party chats most of the time. Yep. And then when you're doing that, you're not really getting the f- full aspect of the value of the audio because like yeah. you have it turned down for the party. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. Yep. I don't know. Maybe maybe if I played more single player games, I, I would invest in in a higher end headset. But um, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I've also yeah. had a lot more problems with the higher end stuff as well. Yeah, I got I got my pair of Astros, uh, my A fifties, yeah. but they won't. I mean, they might have fixed them by now, but I got the Xbox wireless one when it fin- when it launched uh, right out the gate because I was sick and tired of trying to make them work with my series console. Um, but the Astros were great. They were super nice. Um, again. You spend that much money on them. Yeah, I went through three of pair of Astros. I have this whole, yeah, I have this whole headset graveyard, dude. Like, I, <laughs> I feel, I feel like the Astro owes me money. I feel like Turtle Beach owes me money. <laughs> oh, uh, Turtle Beach, uh, yeah. Pl- uh, Plantronics, so like Logitech. 
Everybody owes us like a couple hundred dollars worth of defective headsets. I mean, it's just like going through the pain and the hassle of dealing with the companies and stuff, you know, like I maybe should get like a extended warranty when you go and check out for those damn headsets, man. But I got to give a shout out to HyperX because yeah. I got these. And now, this is a wired one, too, which is crazy. Yeah. The fact that like because wires are the ones that always go out faster for me too. Um, I've had these since I before I started this channel. And they're still working. Right. And they work great. And they're having... Well, you can four, ask for it. Yeah. I mean, that's whatever you want. You want to buy if you... Yeah. Sp- like, I mean, these were not, like, super cheap. I mean, they're probably, like, 80, 90 bucks or something like that. I don't remember how much you spent on them. Uh, I spent on them. But uh, this first headset I've had that's wired that has lasted more than two years, for sure. Right. So shout, shout out to HyperX. Sponsor HyperX. Us. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Do it. Do it, please. Uh, all the headset companies, please sponsor us. We'll try out your headsets yeah. and talk about them. I, and I'll take uh, back any <laughs> bad things I said. Uh, they also showed off a new wired customizable uh, controller as well. Um, I didn't catch the model name on that one, uh, but uh looked pretty cool as well. Uh, I just can't play with wired controllers anymore, no matter how good they are. I know yeah. a lot of people swear by them. I, again, when you're playing on couch, it's totally mm-hmm. different. Like if I was on PC or if I had like a, just a desk set up with my TV and I was playing Xbox right there, maybe that'd be different, but man, no, I can't go back. I can't, yeah. uh, but looked great. Uh, looked fantastic. So, um, and then right after I got through with the accessories, which was nice again, this show, if you guys want to go back and watch it, uh, do so, uh, the opening, uh, was a little long with their whole bingo thing where they were trying to give us fun clues as to what they were going to be showing. Um, <laughs> that went on for a little bit too long, but overall the pacing of the show was really great. Even the accessory section was about five minutes long, maybe five uh, to 10 minutes long, uh, went by fast and was really well done. It wasn't over the top or anything. They did have a couple people playing, uh, versus each other. I can't remember the people's names, but they were playing a fighting game, trying out the new controllers or whatever else. That was a little ridiculous, but whatever. Uh, they did a nice job. And then it hopped right back into the games again. And they came out of the accessories part with a world premiere of Lord of the Rings Gollum. The Untold Stories, I believe it's subtitled. Oh, man. Love Lord of the Rings. For people yeah. who don't understand, I first read the Lord of the Rings um, trilogy in... Um, back in grade school i was one of those crazy ones that actually got through the words and was looking up the words to find out what they meant uh i was a ferocious reader back then um i'm a huge lord of rings fan this game holds zero interest for me man. like Gollum, to me he was great in the books he played the major role he's a major character in the story without Gollum, there is no lord of the rings but to me, he's the most uninteresting part of that whole series. Like, I just have no interest in playing as Gollum. Now, they've gone back. I don't know. You watch the trailer, man. They revamped all the graphics from what we first saw. I think we first saw this game, what, a year and a half ago, two years ago, when yeah. they first showed it. And then it went dead quiet because it got, like, nobody was hyped for it. They revamped the entire graphics. Now, what I will say about the graphics, I don't like the look of Gollum that they've gone to. Um, but I will say the, better, the original, much better. Yes, it is. But the, the color palette has definitely gotten better. Like there's some really yeah. colorful environments in what they showed off today um, that did catch my eye where it was like, oh, damn. And there was a quick 
glimpse, if you blinked, you probably missed it, of Gandalf actually in the game, yeah. which was cool as hell. Uh, I love Gandalf. So that was cool as hell. But it, again, for anybody who doesn't know, Gollum's going to be a third-person stealth uh, action game. Um, it looks like there's a lot of different um, traversal mechanics to it because Gollum is very acrobatic. Um, he's he you know he can do a lot of different things. It's definitely heavy on the stealth. It looks like the you know the Ring Wraiths are in this one, so it looks like the story is going to be Lord of the Rings through and through. But man, it just doesn't grab me, Mav. What about you, brother? You I, I have I shout uh, yeah. out. I know the, uh, other people that I'm friends yeah. with are excited about this game. Yeah. I absolutely have zero interest in it whatsoever. And I am also a yeah. Lord of the Rings fan. I'm not like like you. I read the books yeah. and all that stuff. But yeah. like um, the movies, I loved all the movies, even the Hobbit movies. I like those a lot too. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for the show coming as well. But um, yeah, this just isn't like this just isn't like doing it for me. Like I, I don't oh. know. I don't know what it is. Maybe I just don't want to play this weird little creature guy and, yeah. and creep around and stuff. Like I don't know. It's just doesn't it doesn't grab me. No. Um, but I know a ton of people are excited. Shiz no yeah. shout out to you, brother. I know you were excited for this game. Um, and, and I understand why. It doesn't Again, look bad at all. No, I mean, it no, it looks great. And I love stealth action games, right? So normally I'd be all about this again. It's just Gollum for me just is not a character I've ever wanted to play. Like when I fantasize about Lord of the Rings, like having that power trip of who I want to play Gollum's not on that list anywhere to be found. Right. It's just not that thing. I want to fight Gollum or I want him chasing me around or whatever the case may be. That's cool. Uh, I just never wanted to play him as a character, but I know a lot of people are going to be excited for this. They've gone back to the drawing bar, go watch this trailer. Again, you can go back and probably find the original one they launched and then go watch this. Totally different. Uh, totally different. They went completely back. Uh, but like I said, some of the environments that they showed in today's trailer really did pop off the screen. Bright colors, really nice palette. Um, so definitely for anybody that's interested, go watch it because it did. You you probably will think it looks fantastic and it looks cool. Like I said, the story, the story looks like it's going to be interesting. Straight through Lord of the Rings. Like it looks really, really damn cool. When I saw the ring race, I was like, oh, all right, cool. Awesome. And Gandalf. Gandalf was big. Um, and then we had another one kind of out of the blue here. We had heard nothing about this. At least I don't remember gangs of Sherwood. We got another Robin yeah, Hood. That's game. Like, it looks like uh, outlaw, like with a hood outlaw kind, legends, like a, a, like, a top down isometric view, mm-hmm. uh, kind of view of gangs of sure or of that, of, uh, yeah. I forget. I, hood, I, told you like, I have it. Hood, I outlaws remember. and legends. Yeah. Hoods, outlaws and legends. Um, but this is from uh, Appeal Studios, uh, action third-person co-op game. Uh, and they, it's going to be Robin Hood with, again, some more modern times. They talked about World War One, Yeah. So World War One mixed with Robin Hood. So there's going to be some futuristic stuff to this. I mean, compared to what Robin Hood normally is set it as. Uh, so this comes out in 2023. Consoles and PC again. Another co-op game math. I'm all about them, so I'm cool with it. It looks cool. It looks interesting. Did you did you get anything out of Gangs of Sherwood? Yeah, I mean, it's like definitely something I'm going to try. It's not something I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to that. Like, the, there's another one or two that we're going to get to later that I'm like really excited for. But maybe it's because I played Hood Outlaws and Legends, and this like looks a lot like that and sounds kind of like it in some weird ways. You know what I mean? But like, I don't know. It, it's weird. World War One, Robin Hood. <laughs> right. Right. That has right. me intrigued. I mean, it's definitely <laughs> something that sounds like it could be different. 
So I, yes. I'm going to give it a go and see how it is uh, for sure. Um, look, yeah. Looking forward to trying it. Uh, Dakato, great to see you. Razor and Z, always great to see you. And brother Fuzzy Belvedere jumping in here. And Shanezy Hayes showing up as well. Thank you so much for being in here uh, and checking us out this evening, all you beautiful people. Um, after that one, then we got Paradise Project. And Paradise, normally pronounced Paradise, right? But the S is a Z. And we all know when a game... Yeah. Or a movie comes out with a Z in the title. We know what that means, folks. Oh, at this it point, it means it's a zombie game. <laughs> yes, it means it's a zombie game. Um, this is an ISO top-down uh, view game, um, action survival. Yeah, type it reminded game. me of State of Decay a little bit, honestly. A little bit of State of Decay to it, mm-hmm. except that you can actually control the zombies in this one. They have a way where you can actually kind of make the zombies do work for you. That's what this, so the de- they talked to the developer, and again, Nacon did a nice job here, short little developer interviews afterwards, just yeah. to kind of give you a brief idea. Fantastically done. Not the Twitch stuff where we get 20 minutes of BS, okay? We're talking about two, two minutes here of the developer talking about their game. But the, the developer of this game um, talked about how they took the, they took the zombie apocalypse The original idea for this game is the zombie apocalypse happens, but then there's a scientist dude who decides that he's going to create a paradise out of the zombie apocalypse by figuring out how to control the zombies and make them work for the humans. So you have the ability to put these like brain caps on them. Almost reminds me of plants versus zombies. Uh, But you have, you have, you can put these brain caps on these zombies and they become basically like your slaves. Okay. Um, so very interesting idea, Bab. What do you think about this one, man? Yeah, it's, it's another zombie. Zombie games. I love zombie games. I love it, like top-down games as well. So I'm gonna definitely gonna play it. I'd give it a chance. It seems I, I played a game recently called Deadcraft that had an yes. interesting take on zombies as well. You right? and I still have not talked about that because I was interested in what you thought. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I, I streamed I'd it. Love to look at I, game. Um, it's pretty cool, man. Like. So this, uh, like, I, I'm curious how they're going to do with the zombie stuff because there's some mechanics in Deadcraft that also you can kind of utilize zombies in your favor as well. Yeah, you right? can grow them. Yeah, you can <laughs> you can take corpses and plant them and grow zombies. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I don't think you're going to be doing that in this no. game. How, however, no. um, it's it's very interesting. Like again, new takes on on genres and stuff like that. Um. It didn't look like the most impressive thing to me no. looking at it no. for sure. Um, but no. we'll, we'll see how it is. It, it, it looks like it could be uh, pretty cool. And this was consoles as well. Yes. Yeah. In 2023. Cause this looked like sure. a typical PC game also when I was yes, watching typical it. PC game. Yeah. yeah. No, again, like Mav, like we talked about earlier, most of these games, I don't think there was one that was PC only. There was no, I think all of them said PC and console. Some of them were getting early access PC before console, obviously. Uh, but all of them were scheduled to come out on console, uh, which was very cool, man. Um, Clash Artifacts of Chaos. Man. This was weird. Now, this one out of all of them, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if you remember this one, Mav, but this was from Ace Team. It was a third person seemed to be a brawler it had this really interesting yeah, I saw aesthetic it. that kind of right. looked like ps2 graphics 
I in was a not way, feeling that game at all, bro. I'd yeah, be the punching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that that one up to four players. Uh, it's a co-op game up to four players. But yeah, you guys got to go watch this one. Clash Artifacts of Chaos. The punching. There was no like the sound effects were weird, and there was like no hit to them. Like they didn't feel like you didn't feel like you were doing anything. Right? It was for a brawler. That's not what you really want in a game. Yeah, right? I, I, I yeah. like was like, what is this? You know, right. I, I, I mean, it looks. It's, I'm sure somebody out there is gonna like it. I don't want to like trash on these games especially from these like smaller devs you know what i mean um yes but yeah i'm just gonna yeah. say that just didn't, it didn't yeah. do it for it me do it. yeah it was the one out of this whole group that i was like i don't know about this one uh hey have fun shiz no cut your grass brother um thanks for listening in, man appreciate you hopefully you survive uh, in the heat <laughs> uh let's see here oh because i belong in the kitchen oh jesus caitlin's saying she belongs in the kitchen oh god <laughs> She used to have uh, a, she used to have her own cooking blog called Caitlin right. in the Kitchen. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I said, Laura Master Jasper. Actually, that's not even close to what I said. All right, brother. She did just make us some awesome, uh, yes. like chicken and sausage and rice earlier. It's oh, so good. I'm jealous. Um, and then we got Hell Is Us, Mav. Now we saw this one. Um previously hell is us is one that kind of showed up on uh, twitter out of the blue with a trailer and it was in one of the shows during e3 not e3 um this one is i don't even know how to describe it man this one reminds me of control in some ways from the aesthetics yeah um it, it, you guys gotta go check out hell is us it's it's very different it's a third person type game um, it's got like this control aesthetic and the color palette. They use like grays and reds and blacks to really highlight things. It's very, very cool. And they did it. They, they had an interview with the developer as well. And he laid out the six kind of uh, directives that he had for the team when making this game. So those are kind of give you an idea as to what this game is going to be about. So a, number a lot one of talking during this segment from the devs. Uh, yes. I'll say. Yes, but they weren't they weren't long. They weren't over the top yeah. like Twitch. It wasn't like that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, what yeah. we got from idea to Xbox. I mean, Twitch in this fest, segment right? specifically, just in yeah, this, this game, yes. there was a lot of just sitting down and talking. And this guy was very detailed when he was talking about yeah. so I'm just gonna give you guys the six directives that he talked about. So this was to his team when they started making the game, but this is gonna give you a good idea what this game's about. So number one directive was exploring and discovery. And he made that important. And again, no me. Bethesda, that's their number one goal, is exploring and discovery, creating your own stories, right? So when I heard that, my ears perked up a little bit because he said that was the number one thing, creating that world where the player had a great time discovering and exploring things and finding out new interesting areas or puzzles or whatever the case may be. So that was pretty cool. Then he said a big part of the game is going to be human emotion and passion and how it affects the world around you okay so that was another big part and then number three was civil war which came off of that human emotion and passion he talked about the destructive nature of human emotion and passion and how it can cause you know horrible things to happen in the world excuse me so that was a big part of it uh number four was third person combat and the combat is specifically melee combat so this is a melee focused combat game 
Um, number five was a contemporary setting. So bringing the world into a modern setting. And he showed some kind of, um, you know, houses that were kind of, you know, broken down, uh, dilapidated uh, housing um, and that kind of stuff. So you want to keep the modern feel in there in some of the environment. And the number six was that the enemies or the um, antagonists were going to be non-human enemies. But one of their major things is they would not attack human beings. So they're like aliens, passive aliens who will not harm human beings. So I'm interested to see how that goes in this narrative and how this goes in the story with the combat and all that kind of stuff. Man, what'd you think about this one? Hell is us. It looks impressive. Um, it, it looks like it's, I can't really understand what the game is yet. You know, it's one of those games where it's like, you gotta have to play it. I think. Yes. Or yes. actually just watch long gameplay segments and like see more and more of it to really comprehend what it is. Um, it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, I think it, it looks fantastic. I like it. Um, I've seen shots of this game with the uh, main character has a huge sword and stuff too. Yep. Like, yep. Uh, so it's almost got some like um, either anime or JRPG. Like, um, I'm not gonna say it's not like it doesn't look Eastern like a flavor. JRPG or no. you know what I mean, but it takes some inspirations from some things. Like, you know what I mean? I, I it looks like this game for me is like took inspiration from a bunch of different genres and, and different things and meshed it all into, and molded it into something unique. Right. And I, it's hard to comprehend hundred percent what it is right now, but it's very interesting. Um, it's very like dark, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, yep. so I, I'm really curious about it. We're going to see, uh, how it does it is. It could be, um, I think they're pushing this game. Like it's one of their like bigger titles. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? It's like, Oh, cause they, they see, I think they see something with this. The developer used to work on Warhammer games, I believe. Um, and uh, this is like their first original game. So we're going to see uh, how how good it is. I, I think it's got a good chance because a lot of those Warhammer games are actually really technically uh, sound great games, but they're like kind of boxed in. You know what I mean? Right. And this is a chance for creative freedom and stuff like that. So, um, man, shout out to Nacon for like, a lot of these original a lot of this original stuff that's one of my favorite that's my favorite thing about this showcase mm -hmm. like if people are like sick of rehashes or remakes or like um you know uh everything that's like okay well this is this category of a game this is this category of a game a lot of their stuff here is just like completely unique. original and unique things you're not going to see anywhere else yep. and I'll, again on all platforms most of them as well and uh you got I got to respect that. So Yeah. Absolutely. Again, came out kind of came out of left field. Nacon, I wasn't expecting much out of this event, but like you said, Mav, uh the diversity of gaming uh that they are bringing and a lot of these developers were from France. This was definitely French heavy mm -hmm. uh because that's where Nacon's uh based out of. Um so got a totally different kind of styles of games here like you said that don't necessarily fit into one box right they kind of taken from a drawing inspiration from a lot of different sources and you can see that just unique ideas and i love that too um a game that a lot of people have been excited for uh session skate sim uh all the skateboarding fans out there this has been on pc i believe for a while but the final release is happening in september of 2022 um session skates him Again, if you are into that hardcore skateboarding and you want to yeah. take the time to learn how to do all the tricks and you're 
you know, in that mode, like not arcade at all, this game is for you and it does look fantastic. Like, again, if I was into that, I would totally be down for this game, right? It looks great. Yeah. Uh, hardcore simulation skateboarding, man. Uh, looks yeah. like it looks like um, it could be skate four before we get skate four. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even more yeah. hardcore, though. Like hardcore. It, it's it looks really uh, it looks really good. Um, it was very impressive looking for a skateboarding game. Yes. You know, I, yes. I think I think it's got a chance to catch on because uh, I think people are hungry for that kind of game right now. And this is going to be new and original in that genre. Right. So I think it's got a chance. Did they say like I don't know if there's a lot of release dates. Was there a lot of release dates in the show? That one was final release September 2022. I just said okay. So because it's been out, it's been out on 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 Steam I think for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. But final release is September of 2022. So in early access, it's been out. So yeah, um, I've been giving the dates as I know. I think Hello's Us was also a 2023 game um, as well. Most of these were 2023 games, except for the couple that I've already said were 2022 games. So. Um, next one also caught our, both of our eyes, Mav, Raven's Watch. Uh, yes. This is from Past Tech Games. So this is an online co-op up to four players roguelike game. And the, the heroes that you're using are going to be from all across the world. Fairy Tales, Red Riding Hood, the Pied Piper, Beowulf. You're going to be able to play as those characters again. It's roguelite, but it's got that online co-op, which we haven't seen a lot of. I know there's been a couple of games that have come out like that, but now we're starting to see the evolution of roguelites, which is amazing. Man, this is a game I will jump in with you. This is coming to PC early access, early access in 2023. So if early access is next year, I don't know if we see final release on consoles, but they did confirm it's coming to consoles at some point. Uh, I don't know whether we see it next year on console or if it's a, more of a 2024 game, but this game, if any of you out there, roguelite fans, co-op multiplayer fans, go check this game out. Very interesting take yeah. on it with all the different, you know, the fairy tale characters, uh, myth characters that you can bring, that you can actually use, that, that you're going to be playing as. What do you think, Matt? I thought the characters were super unique. I love the art style of it. The yeah. The combat looks super fun. It looks like, it almost looks like a looter, you know, like a Diablo looter, but it's like a roguelite, you know what I mean? So it looks like kind of combining like that kind of um, top down like genres and stuff, man. I, yeah. uh, this game is the one that honestly, out of everything, stood out the most to me um, that has me like, oh, I really want to play that. You know, uh, it looks pretty freaking cool. Dark so fantasy, too. Uh, not bright and colorful. This is dark. Uh, yeah. So they're definitely taking more adult themed versions of those different characters but yeah man i'm all on board with this one i can't wait to hear more about raven's watch again that was from past tech games is a developer then we got war hospital strategy game for world war one where you have to make decisions as running a field hospital in the middle of a war and i love strategy games and i think this one would definitely be cool um the developer was emphasizing how much your decisions affect the gameplay. Every decision will have short and long-term effects is what the developer said. And he said, you're going to have to learn from your mistakes and it's going to cost lives on the battlefield. Like this was like a serious toned world war one, world war one. Oh, the hospital right? game. Okay. I missed the game. Yeah. 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 You're war talking hospital. about the hospital game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah war hospital. Yep. Um, world war one for anybody who doesn't know history, world war one was horrific. 
Okay. Like world war two, everybody knows about, and it was awful. And there was tons of stuff. World war one, like they didn't have any guidelines. Like believe it or not, there's guidelines in war. Like world war one was the first time where chemical warfare was yeah. used extensively, like mustard gases, Bro, we're talking about the trench warfare was some of the worst you could ever imagine. Go read some stories on it. It's crazy. So this one here, you control the hospital trying to save lives. You got to strategize. You got to set up the fences to make sure your hospital is not attacked. You have to control and make decisions as to who gets helped, who does not get help. You have to make sure you got supplies. I mean, this is a Forex strategy game, right? So this is a big one. Um, and again, for me, as a history buff, as somebody who likes strategy games, it does interest me. It just looks really dark. It just looks like, whoa, this is yeah, going to be heavy, heavy decisions. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, controlling lives. So, Matt, did you have any other thoughts on War Hospital? Yeah, I mean, it looks like, I don't know, man. It's so <laughs> depressing. Like And, like, um, it, it was a very unique idea yeah. on a game, right? Like, I, I appreciate that for sure. Um, I'm, I'll probably try it. Um but it's not like one I'm like looking forward to, to be honest with you. Um, I world war one does interest me though a lot. You know, I've, yeah. I've, I've watched movies, right? Like watch documentaries and all this kind of stuff. And um, like playing more games in that period would be pretty cool too. But like uh, this one is like, man, it's, I don't know. It's going, it's going places, you know, uh, that it's pretty, uh, I, I kind of get this like thing when I play some games and it, if it overly is depressing, I don't want to play it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I get you. I get so, you. So this could have that vibe. I'd have to play. I'd have to kind of play it and, and get a feel for it to see um, what it's like. Um, but yeah, it was very interesting and very dark. Again, very dark yeah. game. Very, very dark. Like they were showing off some, like you see some of the actual surgeries being performed and stuff. Yeah. Um, like, like, yeah, man, like I said, and World War One is like, whoa. It's horrendous what happened mm -hmm. in um so i can't imagine what this game because it does seem again the developers spent a lot of time talking about the decision making and that this like this was going to be every consequence that you could imagine from your decisions even ones that you thought you got right in a short term long term could be bad for you like this is yeah. this is gonna be ah uh, yeah like you said man one of those games that might be a little too depressing but we will see. It's still, again, it's got a fan base out there. I'm sure strategy games are huge right now, a rage. So War Hospital is definitely a unique take on that. Um, and then KT Racing came in, Mav. KT Racing, uh, makers of WRC Generations, or WRC, their WRC game. They're making their last WRC game called WRC Generations. This will be the last one they ever make. Uh, they're going all out for it. So anybody's in the rally racing, uh, this might be a game you might want to look into looked cool. Again, there's a lot of, there's a lot of competition in that space. Rally racing has been popular for a long time in the racing world. Um, but KT racing showed off WRC generations and man, did you have any thoughts on WRC generations? Cause no, not really. I mean, it's a popular franchise. It's been around for a long yeah. time. I, I know that the, uh, the, weren't the devs that made the WRC games, aren't they working on test? Drive. I guess it's both yes. Nacon, right? Yeah, so. yeah no, they're, they're, it's KT Racing. That's why I was asking if you okay. had any more, because then I was going to no. say, then they followed up with, because KT Racing is working on Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown, and they kind of highlighted some aspect. I want to see more gameplay map. I was disappointed. Have, I, uh, I thought we were going to see more of the actual gameplay. Uh, yeah. I want to get to this uh, super chat, too, yeah, from John TJ. I hit us with a $5 super chat uh, regarding 
Test Drive Unlimited. So I appreciate you again, John TJ, for the $5. He says, the new Test Drive map is 340 square miles. Big in comparison, Forza Horizon 5 is 41. Yeah, I um, yeah. Uh, Test Drive Unlimited was like one of my favorite racing games on 360. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate actually loved that game too. We <laughs> I played it a, a lot. Uh, she would just go shopping. <laughs> yeah, she buy would, houses. <laughs> she would drive around and like you know pretend like she drive around Hawaii and you know, all that kind of stuff. Is um, so this game's got me very intrigued. I have no doubt it's going to be solid, but I, the lack of actual like footage of the of a game for a racing game was yeah. a little surprising uh yeah. for this trailer because we didn't really get any and they kind of said that they were going to like they like when they introduced it first of all they talked about the game itself right they, they said you're gonna be able to drive on road off road you're gonna go be able to go a lot of different places but they really put the focus in this section was on the vehicles and you falling in love with certain vehicles, yeah. right? They, they said, that's what I this game that. is yeah. all about, right? Yeah. And I totally get that. Like when you fall in love with the car, the car is not, it's, it's, it's a part of you, right? The, the car is an identity and that's what they're focusing on with this game. Um, they talked about that. They talked about how they're going to split up. There's, it's going to be a highly, you can drive around, you could do the normal arcadey stuff, mm-hmm. but they're going to have competitive modes as well. And they talked about that. They're going to have line. They're going to have live events that you can compete in. And then they're also going to have a whole gangs and rivals mechanic to this game as well in the story mode, where you're going to have to choose what gang you join up with, what clan you join up with, and you're going to be representing them. And then you're going to have a whole rivals thing too going on, which is awesome. Cause anybody who's listened to our show, Matt and I talk about Tokyo extreme racer all the time. Right. And of course the back in the days, the old need for speeds, having that kind of in game AI competitive nature where you have rivals, that's a huge thing to us. I love yeah. that in racing games. So they talked about that. Did it say and it was going to be AI rivals? Like, or is it yes. just like, oh, it's okay. not like AI rivals are going to be in the game that you're going to have to go nice. out and beat bosses, right? That's that's kind of the, what he stated was that, that that's going to be a main component of that game. Um, so that's really cool, Mav. And then they kind of had, they showed a bunch of stuff. They showed the cars and the cars were looking okay. They had them on the PC. So they kind of showed them off, whatever else. And then they said, well, we're going to show you a new trailer with actual, I think they said game footage or something focus on the gameplay and then they showed it off and it was nothing but a bunch of slow clips of like of title screen type title stuff. screen yeah title screen so like i couldn't get any impression outside of the fact it was that almost like they released the wrong video or something right right like tj said though when they showed off the entire map and they kind of showed an overview of the map uh you know it looked gigantic and it looked like a ton of different environments, which when they said that they were going to be doing on-road and off-road racing, that is necessary. You got to have a, you got to keep it interesting wherever you're running at. So wherever you're racing at. So the, to me, that was look cool. Matt, what were your impressions then at that point? What'd you think? I have no more impressions on the game. I'm still excited for it. I just, I, all the stuff that we hear about it is cool. You know, we've been hearing about this game now for a couple of years and we just still haven't actually seen anything really in game yet or or and uh, like for racing games. I think that's like strange because usually racing games is like that's the first thing you show. You know what I mean? And we have not really seen that yet. Uh, now, does that have dampened my excitement for this? No, because I really like test drive and I, I there's competent devs behind this that have made 
good racing games in the past, you know. Um, so I, I have confidence that it's going to be good. Um, I just won't, I just would like to see what it looks like. And the trailer was like giving us, it, it was like, they're trying to give us hints at this stuff of what it looks like with the way it was shot. You know, it was like title screens and people walking and like, you can see bits of like either gameplay and like the map in the background behind the silhouettes of like the words and stuff. And like the characters and so, but I want to see, I just want to see like pure gameplay at some point soon for this game. It was delayed, remember, to, uh, to 2023 uh, recently. And um, that also did ditch last gen. I remember that was another announcement they had made. So uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. By the way, you're on mute, Palm. Yeah, I know. I just did that. Um, so, um, no, no, I'm looking forward to it. I just want to see gameplay. I just really thought we were going to see at least a short clip of, of some driving or some racing yeah. or something to give us an idea of what they're going for. But it looks like they're going to have day, daytime and nighttime racing, which is cool, especially where it's set at with the mm-hmm. cities. Again, Mav and I going back to Tokyo Extreme Racer. We wanted to get that nighttime city racing feel again. That's my dream Hopefully. for this game. Yes. Like yes. when you say it's like in Hong Kong. Yes. And you see any in like the original trailer, I think we saw like Hong Kong at night, kind of like a glimpse of some of the buildings and stuff. And I just my dream for that game is like what we got with Test Drive Unlimited, but bigger and better, which I mean, Test Drive Unlimited is huge. Um, but it was that nighttime setting, like in Hong yes. Kong would just be like amazing. Um, and, and, you know, obviously up to date, like mechanics and graphics and stuff like that. I don't yeah. I don't anticipate this is going to be like the most graphically amazing game we've played, nope. right? I don't anticipate it's going to have the best car handling we've played. I don't anticipate it's going to be the best of any of the categories. But I expect it to be good in all of those. Right. Just like Test Drive Unlimited was, right? right. Like Test Drive Unlimited didn't have the best graphics, it didn't have the best car handling, nope. it didn't have the best servers. <laughs> you know what I mean? It didn't no. have uh, the best uh world even that but like everything in it was came together really well to make a unique fun experience right and that's what i I want for this game that's what i'm having hope for um i had but it is a little bit worrisome i'm just gonna be honest when that we haven't seen like anything like in game really yet so but we'll see we'll see I agree wholeheartedly. Um, can't wait to see more. Uh, they got to show it off at some point here because 2023 is coming. So um, can't wait to get something on it uh, where we actually see the racing part of it. Like you said, yeah. it doesn't have to be the best. It just got to be fun. Uh, bring back the yeah. old test drive feel. I, I will um, say this, though. I mean, when this when Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown was originally announced, yeah. I was like, okay, like, who's that? You know, right. but right. but like every, like now, especially with this showcase and stuff, I'm having more and more like, faith in this publisher and these and all of the in all of these devs that they're working with yeah so. absolutely yeah no that's what these shows are supposed to do right yeah man? that's why i love this show because again again the developer segments for almost all of them were very short but they're concise mm-hmm. again the test drive they did go on a little bit on test drive as well uh, but overall it just gave you a better impression of who's working on these games again seeing the humans behind the games mm-hmm. is important because we just don't this is one of those industries where they're mostly outside of the todd howards the kojima's yeah. You just don't know who's working on the Corey Barlog. You just don't know who's working yeah. on these games, right? So it's always good to hear them. And when they talk about it, most of them 
when they're good speakers, they come across with passion, right? And you understand why that like they have a love for what they're making. Um, and that gives instills confidence in what you're about to play at some point. So I love that part of this as well. Hey, shout out to Chris Jones for rocking in the house. Thank you, Chris Jones, for showing up, brother. Always great to see you. The Dusty Uno dropping in here. And of course, Alvin is in the house. Great to see you, man. Thank you all, you beautiful people, as Brother Steel Rain likes to say, for dropping in here and hanging out with me and Mav. Mav, they weren't done. They had a one last thing moment. (laughs) They actually had a one last thing moment. Uh... And that was from their in-house studio from Nacon uh, Milan, actually. One of their first party studios, which I didn't even know they had, to be honest with you. I didn't know Nacon actually had a first party. I thought there was part publishing. Um, but they had a short teaser. And again, Golden Age is here. Some of these IPs underutilized or just haven't had the best games. Well, guess what? Nacon themselves are, is making a new Terminator game and they showed simply a new Terminator, uh, Gen 1 Terminator, uh, kind of breaking through a wall or door, yeah. wherever the case may be. Classic music in the background, as we all know it. The Terminator music was there. Um, and then it came out later, Map. I was like, okay, cool, new Terminator game. What's it going to be? Well, it came out. It's going to be an open-world survival game. Yeah. And it's going to be set between Judgment Day and then uh, – it's going to be set between Judgment Day and the form uh, the formation of um, John Connor's uh, rebellion. Okay, so it's going to be in between those two timelines, but an open world survival Terminator game. Man, what do you think, man? I mean, it's not cool, much going. It's a don't teaser. Really get, yeah, we yeah. don't get anything but a teaser, yeah. but it sounds awesome. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. Again, like I'm, it became more impressed with Nacon. You know, at yeah because of this whole showcase. The, even the fact that they had a showcase lets you know they're trying. You know what I mean? Uh, they had plenty of stuff to show. They had all these different things, meeting all these different genres, all these different, uh, all these different devs, and going out and even getting like these licensed games like RoboCop and then now Terminator. You know, they got they had D and D stuff, uh, not D and D. They had uh, the Warhammer stuff in there with the Blood Bowl. You know, then they had the Test Drive. So it's like classic IPs are in there. You got licensed stuff now and then you got new original things it's a mix across the board uh from this uh from this publisher so i'm excited to see what they can do with this dude whereas beforehand you told me like some some company is like making some terminator thing (laughs) but now it's like okay you know they've impressed me enough to where i'm looking forward to stuff that they're uh making and um i remember when the even the test drive thing when the test drive solar crown was originally announced like this has been a few years back now that we found out they're gonna be making a test drive game it was like in the back of my head i was like will this game ever even see the light of day you know what i mean like but yeah i mean they're doing stuff man they're like they're they're doing a lot of things i have no i have 100 percent confidence that the game will come out that it'll be uh at least solid and and a lot of these games are going to be pretty damn good that we saw in the showcase and uh that has me excited for something like this i think it's an up-and-coming uh, publishers, uh, I don't know everything that's in their past, you know what I mean? Uh, everything that they've done, but it seems like they're, they're growing and they're doing good things and uh, really going for it. So I'm, I'm excited to try it, man. Uh, sounds like a cool idea to use that license for, you know what I mean? That's not just like um, typical of what you would do with a Terminator game. 
but I like when these companies like take different like use things and, and, and come up with new ideas of, th- of how to use them right not the same old rehash shit we get all the time right you know what I mean Correct. so exactly I can completely uh, see it trying to survive out there like nothing scarier than a Terminator and like you. you're freaking <laughs> in a world dominated by like machines at this point like right. that could be badass dude it may, it's right. a cool idea it is um for sure so i was excited to see that i thought that was great uh again terminator is underused uh to me but that's how they ended the show i i thought it was fantastic again had this been during e3 not e3 week um it would have been one of the best shows uh out there that we saw and i and again that's why i always take interest when these shows come up no matter even if it's like nakon what's nakon gonna show like I still take interest because you just never know. Yeah. And again, we saw a lot of things that actually got us excited and map 2023. Yeah. By God, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do it. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. I don't know how I'm going to make decisions anymore. Hey, pixel bit G thanks for dropping in here and RWK 88. Great to see you brother as well. And Shane rolling in here with some little bit of, console war nonsense wow even with the insane sony year they are still losing console sales this year to date lol yeah listen new generation man uh when the supply lines always uh finally kind of get figured out and we get back to normal we'll really see how things are going but yeah it's definitely a different generation sony cannot rest on their laurels like they did last generation yeah regardless of anything the whole market regardless it's a huge shift for this generation huge shift Um, back again so Good uh, stuff shout out right to John there. TJ again with another $5 yeah. super chat. Um, thanks again, John TJ. He had said this gen, we have battle of the racers test drive Forza need for speed, which we should get an announcement of that uh, fairly soon yes. and midnight club, which I also believe we're going to get an announcement of that uh, at some point, either this year yeah. or next year. Yep. Um, yeah. They're all amazing. coming back again, man. It's going to be great. Hopefully, hopefully, some of the classic IP like Need for Speed and Midnight Club can recapture what they had. Midnight Club's yeah. been gone for so long, and Need for Speed, we know it's had, it's had that battlefield uh, run where it just hasn't hit the way the old ones did. But if they can get back on top, yeah, racing games are back in vogue again, yeah. and it's going to be a gigantic generation for them. Uh, so can't it's still not the well. main one we want to see come back. No. But again, we already know that company's doing mobile. (laughs) So (laughs) we're never going to see Tokyo Extreme Racer come back ever, Uh, which is unfortunate. But who knows, Map? Who knows? Maybe, maybe. It's the golden age. Something might happen. Yeah. Uh, Where do you want to go next, Map? You want to talk about uh, Ubisoft? You're talking about the old skull and bones. Skull and bones. Skull and bones. Arrgh. Pirates, you matey. Um, Another November game. Another November game. Listen. Skull and Bones was in development hell. Uh, we actually thought it was going to be vaporware for a while. Uh, talk about a game that we thought was never going to see. When was it day. announced? Four years ago? Was it three years ago? Yeah, I, I thought Bones? it was even further. I don't know. It could have been. It could have been the first announcement. Could have been back before I even remember it for sure. Uh, but Ubisoft showed up today. Uh, we kind of this was leaked out. What two weeks ago, man? I think it was leaked out. Um, where we got kind of a, a glimpse at the trailer of what they were going to show us. So we kind of had an idea, but they really look after I, after I saw the leak, I wasn't impressed. Um, again, there's some things that I'm still not impressed with, with this game. Um, and, but what I will say is after today, even with the corny interview, which again, Ubisoft has got to stop doing these panned interviews, right? Yeah. It, you just, 
look, <laughs> it's just not, it's not, again, the one-liners, the fake laughs. Look, if you guys want to do a sit down like the Dying Light team did, that's great. You kind of had it the same setup. You had the setting, you know, you had the, you had the backdrop of the, the pirate ship and all. all that stuff is great. That, that's all fantastic. I'm all for that theatrics, right? But have it more natural. The Dying Light team did a great job with Dying Light 2. When they had their sit downs, it was much more natural. Even if it was scheduled, even if it was planned out, their reactions, their comments, there was were all very natural between everybody involved. This Ubisoft show, I was like, oh my, you guys got to kid me. Right? Why are we doing this? This is stupid. But they showed off a lot more to the game to the, today than I expected. And if you watch past the show, they actually did a um, gameplay um, setting where they actually had one of the devs playing um, with one of the interviewers and they actually did a full playthrough. So you got to see how it is actually going to kind of handle and how it was going to play out in some of the interaction, uh, some of the mission runs you were going to make. I, I will say after today, I'm a little bit more back on board with it. For anybody who doesn't know, by the way, I'm a huge pirate guy. Okay, huge. Like, you don't understand. In my 20s, which was a couple decades ago, pirates weren't, like, pirates were always popular, but you couldn't find books on, like, actual pirate stories, real pirate stories. I found one of the only books out there. Like, you had to go find, like, some old um, actual, like, original type books to read about pirates. Like, they weren't big back in the day of course pirates of the caribbean came and changed all that brought pirates back into the forefront i actually went out and found a book on old pirate stories so like i'm big into pirates i love playing pirates when starfield comes out i'm going to be a space pirate okay so i love this shit so for me not to be interested in skull bones is kind of weird first of all but now after today i'm a little bit more excited there's still some things missing that i hate that i can't believe ubisoft is doing but again it's ubisoft so whatever I, what I saw today, Mav, impressed me from the standpoint. It looks more black flagish from the boating than what we originally heard it was going to be, which I was cool with. Um, I like some of the upgrading um, aspects of it. I like the fact that they have separate PvP servers. So if you don't want to get into PvP battle, battles, you don't have to. You can just do PvE, which is fantastic. Um, it's single-player experience, but you can have your co-op as well. Friends can drop in, yeah. help you do raiding, um, all that kind of stuff. Mav, give me your impressions. What you saw today, Skull and Bones, what are some of the things that stood out to you? And was there anything that disappointed you in today's showing? Not, I mean, be honest with you, there's only one thing that disappoints me. $70 on console fuck off right did they confirm that i just went to their website and went to go pre-order and it was worse than 60 bucks on pc 60 bucks on pc 70 dollars <laughs> on console screw you there were right? some people who thought this was gonna be free to play so right. <laughs> 70 bucks 70 70 smackaroos on console 60 dollars on pc they like PC gamers more than they like console players, everybody. Uh, that's for digital also. That's their digital code. I did see like Double Fine had like a physical release of uh, um, Psychonauts, Psychonauts 2 for 70 yeah. bucks, right? Yeah. Uh, but digital was 60, so I, I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. Um, but for this shit, Bro, come on. Now I, you just really killed me. I didn't know that. Like I was waiting on that detail. 70 bucks. $70, $70, $70. I'm sick of it. I've like, there better be, there better not be one thing. If there's zero monetization, 
If there's zero monetization in this, okay, we could talk. If this is a completely different Ubisoft game than we're used to, and they do zero monetization, and I get all the outfits, I can earn all the outfits, all that kind of stuff, and there's no buys, okay, we could talk. But we know that's not going to freaking happen. No, that's not going to be the case <laughs> in this. So, like, overall, as a game, it looks great. You know what I mean? I, I'm all about it like i'll probably wait for a month later as when the ubisoft game is like half price <laughs> half right? price yeah, yeah and i'll probably get it then i'm not gonna get it day one i really am interested in the uh fact that i i like one thing about sea of thieves is like okay like if i end up playing with three or four people that i know then it's not i'm not really having a great time personally on sea of thieves this i feel like i can just dive into and i can have a great time and then I can also have an even a better time with friends and we can like form a fleet or whatever and, you know, like uh, team up and do all this stuff. I, so it has a lot of aspects of things that I think are pretty badass. So like I'm I'm all about it. A hundred percent. I'm um, sick of. I don't like I don't like being taken advantage of, though. You know what I mean? So I don't know, like set, I have a feeling it's going to be full of shit to buy and stuff and. Um. Yeah, I think this is the first one Ubisoft has done like this with seventy dollars. So uh, you know they've been holding out, but because extraction was what forty. Yeah, and that was a pri- primarily yeah. multiplayer game, right? Yeah, just like this yeah. is. Um, is there a big single player campaign in this at all? No, that's what everybody's. That's the, I guess that's the biggest thing I've seen, Math, so far, and I agree. What they showed us, it doesn't. Outside of just building up your infamy to get better ships, to get better, to get more, you know, uh, contracts, uh, to have more people come after you because your infamy is stronger. Like, that's the only thing they've really explained. Like, there, no, there doesn't seem to be, like, you meet random NPCs. They give you different missions. You go run the missions. You can go and hunt sharks and things and you get the, you know, get the components and all that kind of stuff to build, you know, your armor and stuff on your ship and your weapons. But there's really no like what 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 am I doing? I'm just becoming the most famous pirate out there. That's all I'm really trying to do. But there's no like mission missions. Like there's no narrative seemingly throughout this entire process. So yeah. So I mean, as far as that goes, I mean, I just I'm disappointed with that. It it doesn't say like on the website. It, like I know Jasper was saying, you get the Xbox One version and stuff. All I see on their website is. PlayStation 5, Series X and S, Stadia, Epic Games, and Ubisoft Connect. There's no mention of PS4 or Xbox One on the website. However, maybe they're just hiding that fact, and it is actually available on on last gen. But even on their website, if you go to pre-order now, it only lists those Series X, uh, S, PlayStation 5, Stadia, uh, PC, Ubisoft Store, and PC Epic Games Store. There's no mention of a Xbox One or ps4 version on ubisoft's website um so and if you go add to cart yeah digital version set 70 bucks for xbox and i just don't get the if if you're going to charge 70 dollars if it here's the thing i you you know they don't have to because they're releasing it for 60 on pc right right like it's not like you can't go out there and be like oh well they have to because of development cost and all this stuff now it's just like I don't know. It just sets a bad taste in my mouth. This is weirding me out because they they talked about during the interview, Mav, they talked about this more of a games as a service. 
they've got years of roadmap planned for this game. And like they did say all the DLC is going to be free for players. But right. I Yeah, I don't get it, man. Yeah, Jack said Ubisoft. he was joking about that cuz like what Call of Duty yeah. does and what yeah, EA yeah, yeah. does as well. Right. I just Yes. I don't know, man. I I just don't get it. I'm sick of like I, I'm sick of that stuff. Like it's just it's unnecessary. I'll I know there's a lot of people that defend $70 games. Yeah. I I'm not I I don't see the point of it. It's not necessary at all. And I just don't like the fact that they raised the prices just for the hell of it. And that's what yeah. they did because they can get away with it. And yeah, yes, Bo- yes, Boba Fett. We are talking about $70 for Skull and Bones. Mav just looked it up on the website and confirmed it's $70 on console, $60 on PC yeah. for Skull and Bones. Look, <laughs> PTK Blam hit me up in the DMs today and he was like, why is Ubisoft dropping this on November 8th? right next to God of War. That's a big giant mistake. And I was in, I was kind of defending it. I said, man, I said, whatever. I said, it'll play, it'll, it'll be more popular on Xbox and PC anyways. But I had in the back of my head that this was going to be a free-to-play game. Like I totally thought this was going to be Ubisoft free-to-play, monetized to all hell, because obviously I could see how it's set up for that. But now you're telling me $70? Yeah, dropping this on November 8th, right prior to God of War and asking $70, on console, $60 on PC. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, this game is not going to have traction. Are they nuts, Mav? There's, there's not enough to this game. Look, it's missing. Everything is cutscene. So you go raid these towns and all you do is drop your people off. You tell, you hit a button, your people go into town. And you have a meter that you have to survive for. And then the stuff, and then whatever they've raided out of the town shows up in the water and you go pick it up. Same for boarding. They actually showed boarding today. I was like, oh, maybe they actually put boarding in. No, no, no. The boarding is just cut scene as well. They just do a quick cut scene of your crew boarding and taking over the other ship. Two of the main things that would have been fantastic, they do it in all the Assassin's Creeds. So why the hell would you take that out of this game for the single player especially, right? PvP, I could see how it kind of get complicated. But anyways, you could, you could still have a one-on-one kind of battle system like a lot of old school pirate games used to do where you could just battle it out for ships and you could have the captains fighting with everybody kind of the ai fighting in the yeah. background just kind of as a look but no they don't do any of that and now you're going to char- charge me 70 dollars, and i know you're still going to have monetization in this game look man no this is going to be another classic ubisoft flop I'm calling it now it's going to undersell like you said mav it's going to be on sale Again, it looks great. Again, there's a part of me that absolutely loves the look of this game. It's got that black sail look to it, but with updated graphics, the water looks fantastic. I love the colors. I love the ships. The ships all look different. The weaponry, there's a unique plethora of weaponry that you can attach to your ship, which does all sorts of different types of damage. It looks like there's strategy involved. You can place different armor padding, armor plating, uh, depending on what you want to protect, but you can actually do it on alternating sides. You can have metal on one side. So if you get, you know, if you get broadsided with cannons, you want to be facing on your metal side. If you got a ship with flamethrowers, you can have the other side with leather and turn your ship to protect yourself from that. Look, there's a lot of different things I do absolutely love about this. But man, you just blew me out of the water with the seventy dollars, man. I, I was shocked, honestly. I I, I was thinking, yeah. is it going to be a full price game or is it going to be a free to play game? So I, I went to check just because I I don't yeah. I, I missed that when I was watching and they didn't talk I, they didn't talk about it. Yeah, so <laughs> I you know just went because it is a pre order now. So I'm like, well, they're saying pre order now, it's not free to play, right? So 
I uh, clicked on the pre-order thing, and when I, I saw seventy, I'm like, oh, okay, that Ubisoft is on the seventy dollars train now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, and now Ubisoft was one of those last ones to hold out, and it's next will be Microsoft probably. You know, a uh, good thing we get Game Pass in that regard. However, like, I please Ubisoft Connect or Ubisoft Plus come Plus. out and give us some good pricing on that, or give us an a pricing yeah. announcement. That, I mean, that might be the avenue, right? Yeah. That I play this game day one, correct? Um, if they get that announced and get a, a, a decent price model, they obviously I need more than one game to justify that. But if I were right. to choose to play it for a month, I would rather pay fifteen dollars to play that game for a month than pay seventy dollars to own it. Right? Probably I mean, again. You probably. Know. No, Ubisoft has got a plenty of content coming, right? Avatar, they've got the Star Wars game with mm-hmm. Massive coming. Look, if they do find a way to get Ubisoft Plus into uh, Xbox at a reasonable price point where you get the game, you get all the DLC, absolutely, man. Then I'm on board day one because they got plenty of games that I'm interested in that would be beautiful. Like at least for the next yeah. year, I know I'll be good paying monthly for Ubisoft Plus if they can't get it in the Game Pass mm-hmm. Ultimate for as included if they make me pay an extra five bucks even ten bucks i'd think about it at that point just to play these new titles coming that they do have like skull and bones and avatar and whatever massive star wars game which we'll probably hear about later this year when they have their showcase but yeah man this is that that's a gut punch man i'm not gonna lie um yeah i did not expect that man i did not yeah. i was thinking in the back that's... of my skull if it's not <laughs> i was thinking in the back of my head if it wasn't free to play i hate to I thought it was gonna be extraction. There, Pong Soul, but no i thought it was uh... gonna be an extraction i thought it might be an extraction 40 bucks i was like all right yeah, yeah i could see that 70 bro 70 oh. i think it's the most expensive they've ever charged for a game yeah probably is i, I uh, was it... every other ubisoft i was what about valhalla was it 60 or 70 Valhalla, I think for no Valhalla was still sixty for the next gen because everybody was like, oh damn, because they gave us both versions, right? Because it was free upgrade. It was, it right, was, right, 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 right. Yeah. And what so, was uh, Riders of Public? It was six. Was it sixty or seven? It was sixty. Have we had any other big ones? I, I know there was uh, Immortals: Phoenix Rising. That was definitely not was, seventy. Nope, that was not um 70. Rainbow Six Siege, or not Siege. Rainbow Six uh, Extraction was uh, like forty. Yep. Um. Yep. Which made sense. And again, that's what I kept thinking Far about Cry, this game. Far Cry uh, 6, was it 60 or 70? Ooh. If somebody in the chat was good for Far Cry 6, yeah. $60 or $70? If this is more expensive than Far Cry 6, yeah. Uh, that'd be that'd be crazy. Um, yeah, Aaron, I, I Aaron, I did watch Black Sails. I'm not going to say that I watched every single episode, every single season, but I definitely watched a lot of Black Sails. Black Sails is a fantastic pirate series amazing amazing series love black sales the fact that you've just made me want to go back and watch it which i don't do anymore because i don't watch tv anymore but you made me want to go watch it as soon as you said yeah it, it 60, was everybody six, say 60 60 yeah yep is it because this man. was next gen only a current gen only I, I i don't know man it's it's i don't get it anyway no no and this game to be the one that breaks the ice yo <laughs> Something that everybody thought was going to be vaporware that's been in development hell yeah. forever. I think somebody said that they first announced it back in 2015, I think. I, thought, I saw somebody say, so that'd be seven years well, ago. This is what we get when like, when Activision and Sony like were the first ones to do it, yeah. right? And announce it. I remember when Call of Duty was announced, the, the first one that was going to be 70. And, you know, and then um, all of the major game journalists 
and podcast from like the actual like gaming websites, you know, like IGN and all the, oh, well, it's time. And they, I remember hearing all this shit, you know, it's time, you know, inflation, oh, video, everything else has gone up, but video games have stayed the same price for so long. And, and I'm like, it's like freaking guys are like what, ignoring selling, where they make all their money extra nowadays. Yeah, well. like eighty percent <laughs> of their revenue is not even from selling the damn games; it's from and selling the, all the digital content. And, and the digital copies cost less than the physical copies do, which they used to make back in the day. They don't even put instruction booklets in it anymore, yeah. which is another cost reduction. Like, bro, they forget all that shit. And, like, and not only that, <laughs> like other media has not actually gone up in price. For physical or like retail sale, even like it's always been due to the format, right? Like when uh Blu rays came out, they're a little bit more, but then they go down over time. When 4Ks came out, they were a little bit more and they've gone down over time, right? Like it, the movies still cost a shit ton to make, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like there's no fucking there's no excuse there's no excuse other than just greed and the publishers know that they can do it it's not a necessity i like i i will pay 70 dollars occasionally for one i'm not like me those people like i'm always gonna vote for my wallet right because if i want something bad enough i'll pay whatever it takes to get it right like i've i've proven that like if red dead redemption 3 came out tomorrow I would be day one, $70, 100%. I'm not going to deny that. You know what I mean? I've paid $70 for several games, but I don't have to champion it. No. I don't have to say, this is the way it needs to be. This is the way we should all expect it because games were $49.99 back in 1995 or whatever the fuck you got to say. No, it's not. Nobody should be celebrating paying more for games when the publishers are making more money than they ever had before and they're going around and doing all this other stuff, like with microtransactions and all these other things, it's it's just complete ludicrous bullshit that is unnecessary. But they are know they can get it, so that's what they're doing. However, I will say to this point, it has not been ultra successful so far for the publishers because some of the games that have launched at seventy dollars have not met sales expectations. A Battlefield twenty forty two. Um, Call of Duty Vanguard. Um, and also, we haven't seen improvement in quality, like people would say, as as well, right? Um, I, I don't, I don't know if the whole seventy dollars thing is gonna work out like people thought, but we'll we'll see. I, I don't know. My, Microsoft is a holdout right now. You know, they got Game Pass though, and uh, we'll see how long term what's gonna happen. But uh, I am not going to sit here and champion $10 price increases for the fuck of it. You know, no. it's just what it is. It's just for the hell of it because they can get it out of us. Right. Exactly. You are on point, sir. And yeah, Aaron, I know. I know, dude. Listen, I don't watch TV like that anymore. I used to. Uh, I just don't anymore. I'd rather be video gaming. So I stopped watching a lot of things like that's why I never caught all of black sales. So last series that I fully watched all the way through from start to end was Sopranos. That was the last TV series that I watched from start to end. So, and that's still one of my favorites to this day, probably my favorite TV series uh, to this day, but that's off topic. But yeah, no, Mav, you're absolutely correct. There's no reason to champion. I'll freely admit if Starfield was $70, right. And it wasn't yeah. in game pass. Of course I'd buy it. 
right? Of course. I'll probably yeah, there's, there's certain certain games. If it was two hundred dollars yeah. day one, I I would yeah. have to still have it because it's just I want that bad enough. Two right? two hundred, I might not. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it, what it, what it comes down to is just like the base level of it all, right? And saying yeah. this is the expectation. This is what we expect out of everybody to have access to this game, and um when they make that across the board and which is, it seems like now it's going to be the fact for Ubisoft is like, um, it's disappointing. You know yeah. what I mean? Because no. I, I saw, you know, we all saw it coming is going to be once it started with that and everybody championed it and it didn't get the backlash for whatever reason, people were championing it. Yeah. Uh, this is what happens now that we're going to be expected to pay more for video games in the, in, from a bunch of different publishers. You know what I mean? So, um, it's just, unfortunately the way it is. Yeah. No. And like I said, I just, I can't believe out of all the games to break the ice for Ubisoft that they pick skull of bones. Mm-hmm. Like that's you're dooming this to failure out the gates. Like again, unless something shocks the world, unless this game is like the greatest thing from what I saw, it looks good, but it certainly doesn't look like the greatest thing ever to charge $70. <sighs> Again, you're going to have a Square Enix situation where Ubisoft is not, or you're going to have a Battlefield situation where Ubisoft doesn't talk about the sales numbers, right? <laughs> Just like EA didn't yeah. talk about the sales numbers from Battlefield, right? Ah, uh, that's so disappointing, Mav. Wow. Wow. Did you have any other topics you wanted to talk about tonight? No. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that was a good, I mean, we're over two hours. So again, yeah. we covered. We covered the big stuff. So, um, you know, again, I didn't see anything else that I was over the top excited to talk about either. Yeah, so, Jasper says with only $10 extra, you can feed this hungry dev. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people are like, well, you're not willing to, well, you don't want to support the devs. It's, it's not the way this shit works, right? The, the, the big publishers are the ones that are charging $70 and those devs are getting paid by the publishers. It's, it's just, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. Oh, nope. Game Pass is amazing. Yeah. No, well, again, that's why Game that's why Game Pass is, again, the biggest benefit. And all these people out there who say, well, you're training everybody not to buy games. Look, <laughs> there's no way anybody out there except for the people that have a whole lot of expendable cash forever buying every game that comes out. Game Pass just allows you to play more. That's all it does. I still purchase games underneath the same budget that I always have except now I have access to more games. That's the only thing it does. And yes, do people wait to see if it comes on Game Pass? Of course they do. But again, if they're waiting to see if a game comes on Game Pass, chances are they wouldn't have bought that game day one anyways. So it's not stopping people from buying games. It's allowing people to play more games and try more games. And eventually, in fact, most people would probably say it's it's actually had them buy more games or different games than they ever would have gone out and bought in their lifetime just from the simple fact of being able to play them and find out that they obviously love them and they go, God, I need this game. And then when it leaves Game Pass, you're buying it, right? So that's how this works now. Um, So yeah, no, thank God for Game Pass. It's opened up a whole new realm for a lot of people, especially for us budget gamers. It's amazing. Uh, Again, it's going to be more and more important, like you said, Mav, as these games get more and more expensive, you know, Game Pass eventually probably will go up in price at some point, um, but it'll still be worth it at the end of the day just because of the price point for some of these games. Yeah. So I'm all about it. It's a great, best deal ever in gaming. So, oh, man. Well, we killed it, brother. We killed it. We came, we saw, we conquered. 
kicked ass, took names. <laughs> That's what we do here on PM in the PM. Every Thursday night, well, not every, but we try to be here every Thursday night. And when we don't do that, uh, it does hurt us, actually. It, I, 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 it hurt DMing Mav last week saying, look, bro, we got to cancel. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's what it is, Pong. It's, it's disappointing. It's got the real life stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, I did. Yep. I did miss the show last week. I missed. Uh, yeah. And we also, I mean, we, we had two weeks in a row without an FSP because of uh, yeah. holiday this week. And um, then also we had uh, uh, fun pop is no more now because we're trying to work on some things. It's been like I feel like this is like the first show I've done in a while, man. I don't know. Like we did uh, Xbox Ultimate last Friday and we'll, we'll have Xbox Ultimate tomorrow for sure um, as well. But man, it's it's good getting to sit here and and talk yeah. to you one on one with this about That's, this shit. Yeah, man, this is the, this is our catch up time. It's like Steel and I on Saturday mornings, right? So a lot of times, again, real life being what it is, I'm not in the party chats like I used to be. I'm going to bed earlier, all that good stuff. So you and I get to sit here and bullshit while we have an audience, and we got the audience involved, and it's just a fun time. But you and I get to catch up, and we get to talk all the stuff that we normally would be talking in Xbox Live when we were hanging out back in the day. So this is the best time. I love doing this, man. I love I oh, love yeah. my Thursday nights, man. So Kate says my uh, daughter's birthday was the other reason. I was trying to remember what happened the other. <laughs> yes, that's what, that's what it was. Thanks, babe. <laughs> Mav, you're so good at that stuff. Yeah, Dad of the Year, right there. Did you lock him out of the house yet? Again? No, no. I I actually double oh. went and double checked today. <laughs> did you? You yeah, actually remember I, I, to I like, do that? Yeah, I, I, I went upstairs and I was like, wait, shit, I need to go back <laughs> and then just make sure. I didn't tell her this, but I went and looked and it was unlocked. So I did good. <laughs> you did good, man. Yeah. You did good. Uh, well, thank you all for joining us. Uh, let's get everybody out of here, Mav, and enjoy the rest of their Thursday evening, whatever they got going on. I got to call my niece. It is her birthday today. So I'm going to wish her a happy birthday. Um, but let's get everybody out of here, Mav. So, Mav. Brother, great show. What do you got going on for the rest of the week, sir? Um, tomorrow night is the Xbox Ultimate Podcast, episode number 96, 7, <laughs> 96, 7, so, something like that. Uh, we're going to have a blast. So we got a lot to talk about tomorrow, guys. Uh, we'll, we'll go left, you know, like, like we usually do. Um, but it'll be a great time. And besides that, working on some things in the background uh, to bring some new content to the channel. Um, and we'll be back with FSP on Monday night as well at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, follow on Twitter, fun speculation for uh, notifications when we're going live for just random game streams, ra uh, random stuff that we're going to be playing. Uh, I want to get with you, Pong, sometime if you have time this weekend, play some of that Salasta or however you yeah. say it. Yeah, um, no, for sure. And, yeah, check it out. Uh, yeah, guys, it's been real. Thanks for checking out all the content on that we do here. And uh, what about you, Pong Soul? I know you're getting real busy uh these next couple days with shows where, where yeah. are you gonna be at yep so i of course will be over on fun speculations channel again tomorrow night right here so at 9 p.m eastern eight o'clock central time xbox ultimate don't know what time i'll be rolling in but i will be rolling in at some time tomorrow night so be there and then obviously saturday mornings living split screen split screen all one word please help my brother from another steel rain and i out we are on mission 1k but look the name of the game is content creation in youtube right steel and i would love to be doing videos we'd love to be doing streaming but our schedules don't work out i don't have a pc yet that can do that kind of stuff so we're stuck doing one show which we 
I absolutely passionate about. It's three plus hours. Normally now we're doing four hours on Saturday mornings into the afternoon, 10 a.m. Eastern, nine o'clock central time. Please help us out. Share it out. Tell a friend, bring a friend, jump in, say hi. You don't have to stay for the whole four hours. Again, some people jump out, go do something with the family, come back and we're still on, right? This is how this works on Saturday mornings, but come check us out. See if you enjoy it. Again, another two man show just like this. Steele and I have a different flavor that we come with. We talk about community stuff as well. We go on rants. Look, it's just fun on Saturday mornings. We're going to get your energy up. So 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time in the morning, 3 p.m. UK time, BST time, whatever the hell it is over there. Listen, just be there. Check us out. Living Split Screen every Saturday morning. Um, and then Saturday night, the Shop Podcast, PTK Blam's channel, deserves a lot more audience than PTK currently has, right? The guy's been doing it for over six years. He has a great show. It's just freaking amazing. He opens up the second half of the show for uh, questions from the chat. So bring your questions. It's a great way to end your Saturday night. If you're just playing vids, have us on in the background. It's PTK, it's Fuzzy Belvedere, and it's myself. Uh, every Each and every Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. This week, we have the latest sensation from Australia. Man, there's a lot of Australian gamers. Uh, her name is Doom Cutie. And she is going to be on the shop podcast Saturday night. So join us there. It's going to be a great time. Again, that's PTK Blam's channel, the shop. And then of course, I'll be back at it uh, next week. Don't know if I'm going to make Xbox factor this next week, but we shall see. Otherwise you already know you got to check out boomstick double barrel gaming is the channel. Mr. Boomstick is the man, all good things. Green every Tuesday on Xbox factor podcast. He's added infinite umbra he added uh daniel mjc mcg i think mcg yeah. thank you okay i always forget the last part of him <laughs> he's added him to the panel so he's got a full panel no matter how many of us are there or gone uh boom is the dude so 12 p.m eastern 11 o'clock central time be there on tuesdays and we'll be back here next thursday otherwise you can follow me pong soul on xbox follow me pong soul on Twitter. I'm not as active as I used to be because of work and everything else going on, but that's the way it is, but I'm still there. And uh, so hit me up. I'll follow you. I'll follow you back. Follow me. I'll follow you back. Um, otherwise it's the golden age of gaming. People get out there, play what you love, love what you play. Let nobody steal your energy, your hype for this industry or whatever game you're playing right now. It doesn't matter if it's popular or not. Listen, Look at my, you should see what I play. And most people be like, what the hell are you playing that? You got all these great games out there. Look, I don't care. I play what I love. So get out there, do the same this weekend. And remember, please all, everybody who's still here, keep Assassin Lupa in your thoughts and prayers. Mav got an update from her husband, John. He posted that on Twitter. Surgery was successful so far. She got through it, which was the big thing. It was long. 18 which, hours. 18 hour yeah. surgery. Open, high open brain risk. surgery. Open brain surgery. High risk. She made it yeah. through. So she got through a big step, but obviously now the healing process starts. So again, keep her in your thoughts, prayers, dreams, hopes, wishes, however you do it, send her healing energy and just keep it in the back of your head uh, because she is an amazing human being and we want her back um, and uh, well. So please do continue to do that. Otherwise, thank you all for being here. Chat, you all are amazing. Love seeing the familiar faces, love seeing the new faces each and every week. That's what that's how we know that we're doing things right as, as Mav's channel continues to grow. So thank you all for being here. Hope you enjoyed the show. And we're going to see you all next week again on PM and the PM. Mav, get us out of here, brother. Have a good one, everybody. Take it easy. Bye-bye.
Yeah. <laughs>